You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. of new nintendo podcast xl as always i'm your host uh brandon hoff and returning to the show is none other than uh the elite podcasting gods themselves uh dylan flynn and trevor akrath uh gentlemen welcome back to the show hey we're the wordle friends we're the hallelujah monkeys it's us hey yeah we have lots of uh pair names that you can use to refer to both of us simultaneously but we're the three of us are all together because this is like an exciting sequel app right yeah yeah so dylan why don't you um because you pitched this to me so i want you to kind of pitch this to the or maybe this maybe this is less of a sequel episode than it is kind of like the analog would be like the guardians of the galaxy holiday special like this is the (laughs) This is the side content, the really good, really funny side content uh, that you get in between two true editions. But like the way, the way I've been looking at it, and this will be uh, maybe only amusing for uh, me and me and Brandon, considering we are both car seat headrest fans. I kind of see it as an attempt to do something that that band did, and like re-record one of their earlier albums with like a new lineup. Mm, you're really trying to or whatever you're really trying to like recreate some content you've already made maybe as perfectly as you can just so you can get like a one for one or maybe you want to deviate i don't know we'll see how it all goes down but will, will there be as many furry culture dog whistles in this episode as there are in that album hey you know we're going to talk about sonic the hedgehog so <laughs> i feel like it's incredibly likely i think yeah. we should take just a moment to discuss the legacy of console canon one because i think it's one of the greatest things i've ever been involved with i think it's an incredible behemoth of a piece yeah and um we did that so we did that back in november of 2020 um and it's almost not quite two and a half years maybe two years and uh, i don't know like four months or something like that mm. uh since we've done that episode and i know that you came to me uh, saying that, you know, why don't we sort of reevaluate this list? Um, and, and one of the things that you brought, because I did bring up to you today, like what, like there's a lot of these older ones uh, that we're going to kind of rediscuss um, 
because the last time we did this, we we sort of kind of fumbled around and just kind of picked like a list. And, that was the bet, uh, right? That we would come in with no prep, talk about stuff that we know nothing about. Should we like, should we, how do we, there's too much context. Do we first explain what the console canon was? Yeah, I think we should just go. Surely everybody it. knows. Everybody now. <laughs> I mean, it's gone down in the record books as. Hey, not everybody listened to the console canon. Not everybody listened to the console canon, but everybody who listened to the console canon started their own console canon. Yeah? That's true. true. I, I've heard that Very said true. many a time. I think Brian Eno said that. That's right. <laughs> he did. Uh, what we did is we went through all of the major consoles. We kind of cut a few off. It was 40 in total, and we picked together collaboratively what we determined to be the three most important games for that system. Important not meaning best, not meaning our favorite, not meaning the best selling necessarily. Just cultural significance was the determiner of whether or not a game made it into the console canon or not. And yeah, like Brandon said, we didn't do any homework ahead of time. There were a lot of consoles on there that neither of us really were that familiar with. So there was a lot of like chaotic in the room Googling happening, which was part of the charm. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But since then, you've told me you've done you've done a little bit of research. And so I think maybe you want to sort of change some of these. Uh, you want to set uh, the record straight. Yeah. I think this is our opportunity to do a few things. I think one, it's our it's our very dubious opportunity to try to recapture the magic of what again i think is a perfect piece of art the original console canon uh we probably won't do that the second thing is we got to add playstation 4 or sorry we got to add playstation 5 and xbox series x and s to that shit because those weren't out then so we got to add new no. systems and then the other yeah so i thought this time i would kind of go native i would look at a bunch of fucking forums you know, ColecoVision fan forums and shit and like do my research. But just because I am proposing a change to the console canon, gentlemen, does not mean that a change will happen because I really think all three of us need to say okay in order for us to really like accept one. So you boys might be fucking shouting me down. <laughs> I think particularly important will be my input, uh, considering I did not really offer mine too frequently on the original episode. Oh, in one really no, important were... moment you did, though. First of all, there was the time that Brandon had to go pee, and we talked sure. about Metroid. Yep, that's uh, right. But then there's also, you stepped in with the words from the chat when we were trying to pick Animal Crossing for GameCube, saying, you gotta get Resident Evil 4 in, in there yeah. instead. Like, that was a pivotal moment that you really brought to the table there. That that GameCube choice you guys are about to make would have been whack as hell. I'm glad I was there for that. Saved your asses. Is it safe to say that it would have ruined the episode? It would have ruined the entire episode as far as I'm concerned. If you'd been that wrong, if you'd been that wrong, like you guys were wrong a couple would it, times, but if you if you had let yourselves be that wrong. Wow, yeah. Oh would, it, would it have ruined our, our lives? Yeah, absolutely. Your reputations as podcasters, the lives of your family, uh, your daughter's futures. By then, probably what would have happened is like the Omega variant of, of COVID would have wiped out the whole world. Probably. Yeah. And Butterfly after that, you would have been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, I, have a, I want to ask you, and maybe this is like something you, I don't know how comfortable you would be admitting the answer to this on the mic or not, but do you ever go back and listen to the whole console canon? Because it's like three hours long, and I will admit here before you boys and God that sometimes like 
I'll just listen to it in my car over like a week. I find it very comforting to listen to. I I cannot believe the number of times I've listened to it in its entirety by this point. It's got to be like four or five times, which doesn't sound like a lot, but considering the just the density long. and the lengthy of it, that's like all, an entire day's worth of content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I've gone back like a few times to listen to it. Um, I I will occasionally go back and listen to older episodes of the podcast as well. Um, there's been times where like I've gone back and listened to our Dark Souls episode. Oh sure. Um, the the Sonic the Hedgehog one is is a yeah that's I know, a, good point. a noted fan favorite. Absolutely. So. I almost called the console cannon the most legendary episode of NNPXL, but then I remembered Sonic the Hedgehog. I think that is the most legendary episode of NNPXL, but it definitely was the most epic episode. You know. Oh uh, yeah. Well, in terms of like content and like the length of it, and I think yeah, easily. Originally, I had it split into three parts, but then I. Uh, put it back together into just this one massive thing and i mean it seems to work that way i think that's the move that was the move that's the way it's intended to be heard uh yeah we also haven't said what this is called yet this does have a title this one because of course the original was the console canon with your host brandon this one i believe forget correct me if i'm wrong i think we're calling it the console canon mid-cycle refresh with trevor yeah yes (laughs) with your host brandon (laughs) mid-cycle refresh Yeah, I think yeah. we're calling it that. And then, like, we still do have long-term plans someday to do a true sequel, which we're calling the console, scare quotes, brand, canon, scare quotes. Brandon's is not in scare quotes. Brandon continues. To, we're not starting. <laughs> is this the entire thing, the title? Here. That's never going to fit in, like, the uh, podcasting input thing. Oh, yeah, it'll show up as, like, percent sign F6 or something. It'll look great. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be, it'll be, and that's, like, on, like, even more, like, ups, like, ones we didn't do. The, the leavings of, yeah, the yeah. Ouya, the fucking, uh, yeah, the other, other, the Amiga. Rest in peace, Stadia. Oh, yeah, Stadia will definitely be on the console <laughs> canon. Uh, so, yeah, so I think today what we're going to do is we're going to recap the old list. Uh, we're going to hash out some potential changes. Maybe we're just going to pat ourselves on the back. It's going to be a lot of fun, boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the the key difference is because um, last time we did this at random. So we uh, I had a number generator, and I would, we would just pick the, the consoles at, at random. But this time we're actually going uh, in chrono- uh, chronological order. It just seems to make sense to, to do it this way um, because we would – probably be here all day if it just did a number random number generator but um let's let's just let's just dive in let's just get let's do it let's get to this um i'm ready to start and to kick us off you know it wouldn't be a sequel or reboot or whatever to the console canon if i weren't here to serve you guys up with some uh cool video game beats to chill out and select (laughs) canonical video (laughs) games too i've got another sampling of some great video game soundtracks i figure we'll kick us off with one right now and then we'll get into it sick sounds good to me bring those tunes here we go i'm so stoked for this yeah a classic gotta gotta Um, start with an obvious one yeah okay so first up atari 2600 which was released in 1977 we ended up picking et pitfall and the game adventure. We also had a uh, potential other pick uh, with 
Space Invaders. Do either of you guys want to weigh in on this system? Did either have either of you ever played an Atari twenty six hundred? Oh, I like own that? I own an Atari six twenty six hundred Junior, a real one. Um, its component is kind of fucked up though. It looks very fuzzy when I try to put it on a, a television, even an old tube one. I've, I think I've we never nailed these had picks one though. Of these things in my hands. I think we nailed these picks though. I think these are the three. I think this tells the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, especially of that of that system. Uh, I've played Pitfall. I've heard the Legends of ET, and I have no sh I have no fucking clue about adventure. But um, I'm, I'm the first ever in Easter retrospect egg. that uh, Space Invaders didn't make it into the top three. Do either of you guys remember what the logic there was? I know like adventure yeah. is very important because it has like the first ever secret in a video game, but like over Space Invaders, just I don't know. I think the the thing is, is that Space Invaders made most of its money as an arcade game. I could That's totally mm -hmm. see when we do the quote unquote console canon, when we do coin up arcade games, I could totally see Space Invaders making it there. Uh, and they did a, a sell a lot of Ataris on the backs of Space Invaders. But I do think Adventure, like, it's just culturally it has more significance as a 2600 game. You know, maybe not as like an IP over Space Invaders, but as a 2600 game, I think it's- The only, the only time I've ever really seen it come up was in um, that dreadful Ready Player One novel. Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the only time I've ever seen it come up, and that's why I know about it. Right. I mean, Space Invaders is, a, is for sure a powerful IP. I just don't think it's like, it tells the 2600 story as well. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I see it as a- uh, um, I see it as a uh, arcade game as well. Yeah. Um, oh man, this is a uh, this track. Yeah, I was gonna say that pause uh, that in Brandon's sentence there was just like his Pavlovian uh, reactions well, kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> as he hears some music from Breath of the Wild. I'm sure oh, his yeah. eyes glazed, glazed over, and all of a sudden he was a million miles away in Hyrule. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Okay. So number two, we have the. Uh, ColecoVision, uh, 1982. We originally picked Donkey Kong, Zaxxon, and Frogger. Now, Dylan, I know that this is one that you. You got You got to take that music down a little, Trevor. It's it's blowing out. It's too hot. Too hot for me. Okay. Too hot for Dylan. Uh, but I will say that I want to make a change here. I have a I have proposed a change to the ColecoVision. Um, all right. All right. So I think we should swap out Frogger for War Games. And here are my reasons why I think War Games should be our third pick for the system. One, this is a console exclusive to the ColecoVision as opposed to another arcade port. All three of these are arcade ports. Two, it's based on the movie War Games with Matthew Broderick, which has good recogn recognition, recognizability. And then three, I actually read like a little article about this game because it's considered to be a milestone uh, for computer AI, enemy AI in video games. And I thought like, shit, that's culturally significant. You know what I mean? Very timely. Uh, I I mean, that definitely sounds like a strong case for, for it. I mean, I'd be okay with that as a change. You're not Cause really... like, also do we give a shit about, do either of you give a shit about the ColecoVision enough to like grandstand for Frogger on it, you know? No, cause that's another, for me anyways, like I feel like that's another one where I played it mostly like on an arcade or I think I had a version of it on, on PC at one point, but like, I don't know. It definitely was a, an arcade oh, game. Frogger throws it away. You know, Frogger's very, a very loose frog. He'll show up on any system. So you're knocking off Frogger before Zaxxon. 
No, because the reason being the the version of Frogger that's on the ColecoVision isn't particularly well regarded, but the version of Zaxxon is considered to be like, you know, a really good port. Gotcha. That's that's the only good to know. I've been looking for the best possible way to play Zaxxon. You sure have. Of course you have. <laughs> and, and now you can on the uh, uh, ColecoVision. Isometric head, head down space to the Goodwill and pick can. one up. Yeah, totally. God, I just want to say this song fucking rules. God, play everyone play Persona Five, please. Yeah, Persona one of the best, five. one of the best video game soundtracks for sure. Love Persona. Um, um just kidding. Commodore, I've only played like three hours of it. Uh, Commodore 64, 1982. We chose uh, Turcon, Maniac Mansion, Ultima Four, Quest of the Avatar, and we had a uh, a notable all alternate was Bubble Bobble. Um, which, so what, I guess, make your, make your case. Here. Like, I, we what? fucked this one up. We didn't know what we were talking about. We, this is not our, we weren't alive when the Commodore 64 was a big thing in gaming. So we didn't know what we were doing. Um, I want to make two changes today. Sure. Turrican, uh, I think you need to swap that out right away with Sid Meier's Pirates right there at number one. It's, a, it's an extremely well-known old computer game. Uh, it was the precursor to games like Civ and the Tycoon games and Age of Empires and shit, like the first of those kind of real-time things. It starts the whole Sid Meier's blah, blah, blah branding, which was huge in computer games at the time. Everyone on every list says it's the best Commodore 64 game. And Turrican is considered like more of, a, of an Amiga thing from what I was looking at. This Commodore 64 version was like, really late in the life cycle of the Commodore 64 when everybody else had already kind of moved on from it. So I say fuck Turrican, replace it with Sid Meier's Pirates. Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't, <laughs> the only thing I know about, uh, Turrican is, uh, in that, um, Nirvana, uh, the band, the show, uh, we shop song that they do is, uh, they say mega, mega Turrican, which was like a console yeah sequel i suppose yeah. to so it, dylan yeah, just made on. quite the convincing argument for sid meyer's pirates but let me tell you why it does not deserve to be on this list <laughs> i don't know anything about the commodore 64 so i, I say we skip the conversation and just go with whatever dylan says uh i got another one too i think we got to swap out ultima 4 and i think not bubble bobble not any of that stuff i think the not game, double dribble not double dribble Double Dragon or F-Zero, I would say that the game that deserves to be there is Impossible Mission. And let me tell you why. Oh, uh, it just sounds good to me. <laughs> well, I trust there is you. one... It sounds like you've done done your diligence. There, I want to explain why it's important, at least. Uh, All right. Yeah. It had the first ever digitized speech for a home video game. You hear a scratchy little voice say stay a while stay forever which is like i guess kind of a 90s meme people would like write that in fucking video game magazines and on usenet boards and shit so like if we're talking about commodore 64's impact as a video game system that just seems like the definition of a quote-unquote um important uh uh commodore 64 game so that's my case for impossible mission now, but see, here's the thing about Ultima Four. No, I also don't. <laughs> I don't know shit about any of this. Yeah, that that's fine. That works with me. Um, so now so, we're looking at Sid Meier's Pirates, Maniac Mansion, and Impossible Mission as our three picks for the Commodore 64. 
Sounds good to me. Now we have the Zin the Sinclair ZX Spectrum 1982 with picks such as Elite, Lords of Midnight, and Head Over Heels by Tears for Fears. Uh, no, it's just Head Over Heels. But um, <laughs> all right, you also have this one in in red. I, I guess, think we uh, kind of we almost nailed this one, which is funny because we didn't know anything what we were doing. Um, sure. But we, we got really close. I think that the only swap I want to make here is Lords of Midnight. Uh, I want to change to Fantasy World Dizzy. He was like, Dizzy was an, a little walking egg and he was kind of like the, the mascot of the ZX Spectrum. So, and in Europe, he's a big deal. So I say Lords of Midnight, get rid of it. Uh, Fantasy, Fantasy World Diz, Dizzy instead. Sure, sounds good to me. Uh, that's all. Ooh, this 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 is another good song. It's a banger. Um. Uh, and then, so but every everything else we're keeping head over heels. Elite, we're we're good. Yeah, we kind of nailed it. Elite ha- has continued to be an IP. You can play new Elite games now, like space exploration games. And I guess head over heels is just seen as like the best of the the games on the system. So, not knowing anything about it, we kind of got pretty close to the target. Sure. Uh, and then, so next up after that, we have uh, the, of course, the Nintendo Entertainment System, uh, released in 1983 with Super Mario Brothers, The Legend of Zelda, Final Fantasy, and our notable art alternates that we considered but ultimately didn't make the list was Mega Man 2, Duck Hunt, and Metroid. I think we we knocked this one out of the park. Like these, like the ones that we chose were all notable. Um, Definitely yeah, really I think, like, I think changed I was, the, the video game game. I w- at the forever. in the room I think I was nervous about this one, but at looking back I do think we picked the right three. I think it's just that like Final Fantasy One's importance is so lower than Mario Brothers and Legend of Zelda that it feels like you know, like, well what if this other thing is just as important? But I do think Final Fantasy One is the third most important NES game. Yeah, I was very I, satisfied I, I to see you guys like reach for that one in the end and make that the third pick for sure. It is satisfying. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if you look at the history of it, like there's a reason why it's called Final Fantasy Square at the time. They were kind of at the end of their rope, and so this was initially going to be their last game, right? Um, and then it was a, a huge hit, and so I feel like they, you know, obviously it, it sets off the Final Fantasy franchise, all that stuff. But like, I do see it as an important moment for a game, definitely. Moment. And so. like some pretty iconic Final Fantasy stuff, just like starts like right here too. Like some of the oh, character yeah. designs are already there. A lot of that the fucking song, the prelude. Next, we have the Atari 7800. 7800, 1984. We chose the games Food Fight, Commando, and Centipede. Dylan, this one is in red. Yeah, I want to uh, pay, I want to change change two of these. The seventy eight hundred is not that important of a console, so I won't take take too long here. But I think Commando we should change to Ball Blazer, which is a very funny name for a game. <laughs> it's also the first LucasArts game, and it's considered to be the best console version of it. So I just think it's more important. Um, and Centipede, which again is more of a of an arcade thing, and so is like everything. I just kind of want to change it out for one of these other ones, and maybe you boys can tell me which one is more important. Okay. Sure. 
One is Joust, which is just considered to be like a very good port of the arcade game Joust, better than that port of Centipede is. One of them is mm-hmm. the, it has the best home console version of Ms. Pac-Man at the time, or the Dark Horse. Here's a console exclusive to the 7800, Ninja Golf. And it does have kind of like a, an, an internet memefied curiosity to it, Ninja Golf. And the way that it works is you're a ninja who plays golf, you hit your ball, and then you have to fight other ninjas on the way to your ball to hit it the next time. I I think we kind of got to go with that one. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement as far as like uh, you got strength of concept, <laughs> uh, and from what you said, it's kind of like it's a known quantity. This thing people on the internet know about Ninja Golf. Definitely, it always comes up not as one of the best games on the system, but as like a funny thing that exists on the system, mm-hmm. and it would be. Uh, a, a platform exclusive, which we don't have on here. I think yeah. that I so, think that sells the deal. Yeah, uh, sounds good to me. Next, we have the Sega Sega Master System, released in 1985. We have chosen for the system Alex Kidd in Miracle World, Fantasy Zone, and Wonder Boy in Monster Land. This one is also in red. Uh, so I'm curious as to what what are you looking to get rid of what are you looking to uh put in real quick can can i just say i don't like the fact that there are two games out of these three that are have used the same naming format i know we've got person Mm -hmm. in place we got alex kid and wonder boy one of them is in miracle world the other one's in monster land i know i understand those two guys (laughs) well you know it's it's tough who do who would you rather be would you rather be wonder boy knowing that you have to be in Monsterland or just plain old Alex Kidd, but in Miracle World. I think oh, I could Alex I could Kidd, be Alex like, Kidd. I know that it's not yeah. as exciting as being Wonder Boy, but sure. come on, Miracle World? Anything could happen. I want to go to there. Uh, unfortunately for you, Trevor, I'm proposing that we replace Fantasy Zone. Oh, I, I assume you have like, uh, like Zach McCracken in Terrible. <laughs> right? Is that the third I one? I wish. No, I think we should put Fantasy Star in here. I know that Sega doesn't give a shit about its like other IP anymore, and like their Fantasy Star's moment in the sun is kind of over. But like, this was a JRPG that came out before Final Fantasy One. You know, it was at one point a really important IP. It was one of the first like big MMOs that ever came out, Fantasy Star Online. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think that like Alex Kidd being the mascot of the system here is doing more work than Opa Opa being like a second mascot in Fantasy Zone. I think we should put Fantasy Star in here instead. Yeah, that's fine. I actually I heard that four Fantasy Star Four is actually really good, and I think that's on you can play it on your Switch. Yeah, uh, that's on Genesis, yeah. and it is really good. I I think Fantasy uh-huh. Star Four is better than like all of the. It's better than Final Fantasy like five. And one, two, and three. It's not as good as four sure. or six, though. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with that that pick. That's fine. Cool, Sounds good we to did me. it. All right. This is a fucking tune right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This, yeah, no, it's a it's a real, a real banger. Um, I like this next. better than Ride On, Shooting Star, or whatever. Personally, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next, we have NEC Turbo Graphics sixteen. 1987, we chose Box Adventure, Blazing Lasers, and Castlevania Rondo of Blood. Whatever happened to old Bonk? You, you don't uh, ever hear about that guy going on adventures anymore. Did he just I have know, the right? one? Well, you know, 
Trevor, I hate to say this, but his main attack is that he dive bombs people with his own skull. And it could be that yeah. could be an NFL player situation, you know? <laughs> yeah, has- I mean, when you got a guy, <laughs> that's his trademark move. He doesn't. He's not gonna. He might have a a brief yeah. but like great career. It's not gonna be a long one. Yeah, the no, brief yeah. wonderful life. That's of why. Bonk. That's why Mario always puts his fist up first before he hits the blocks. <laughs> he saw the. He saw Bonk's. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to Bonk? He went and visited Bonk in the brain trauma ward. He's like, I gotta start punching these blocks with my fist. Yeah. These uh, Castlevania, okay. these Castlevania games, man, they've got some freaking dumb names. Rondo the Rondo of, of blood? blood. That sounds like I, a that sounds like a song you would play in a creepy pasta copy of Ocarina of Time. Yeah, hell yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, I want to get rid of it though, and in fact, I think this is in a way the most important thing to swap out today. Okay, all right. I'm curious as to what you want to get rid of Rondo of Blood for, but let's get ready to feel extreme embarrassment, Brandon. You might hang up on this call and go hide in the closet by how embarrassed you're about to feel. Okay. okay. Castlevania Rondo of Blood was not on this system. Oh no! How do we choose this? It was on the the CD add-on peripheral, the PCFX. So it does not count as a straight-up Turbo Graphics game. We gotta get rid of it. Yeah, well, we gotta get rid of it. Then. I can't believe. Uh, I think what we should mistake. replace it with is Bomberman '94 because Bomberman oh, was made by yeah. it was made by Hudson Soft, who was the other team that made the Turbo Graphics. So bo- this was kind of like Bomberman's home console at the time, and I think like it's a great version of the game. It belongs here on the system. Everybody still knows and has feelings about Bomberman. That's the way, that's we gotta do it. Yeah, and, and and that version, that specific version, Bomberman '94, um, it, it's good. It's solid. It's 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 a solid version of that game. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, next we have the Sega Genesis '1988. Uh, our picks were Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Streets of Rage 2, and Mortal Kombat 2. Now we have this one in blue, so I feel like this is different from the our red ones where like we know we want to swap something out but with the blue ones it seems pretty set but there might be a possible switch off like um, what's yeah i got I, i'm just gonna throw this one out here mortal kombat one sold more copies uh, uh than two and we were kind of like our argument for putting two on the list was that you wanted to play mortal kombat on your genesis and not your snes because it still had blood you know uh, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe sales figures are enough to switch out one for two. I didn't feel particularly strongly about it, but I wanted to like move that across from you boys. Two's the one with the four-armed lad, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Goro. I, I might have to. I think I might have to recommend you stick with two. I think I feel like two was more of a cultural moment too. I feel like like one might have sold more, but I feel like two was really within the. That's when the, it was really in the the public. Uh, consciousness and i feel like it. maybe you're right maybe maybe we just we can leave well enough alone here like that once the console war really kicked off maybe two was the one that was going you know yeah yeah um i do so, want to say yeah. before we move on from it too far uh i'm glad that fate has conspired to get Bomberman on the list in some form i feel like that yeah is uh is a character whose legacy has kind of fallen to the wayside over the last like 10 years or so. I mean, like, is there any good reason why he's not, like, a playable character in, in like, Smash Brothers? No. Uh, no. There's no good no, reason. No, I mean, I, yeah. I feel like they could add... They've added him as, like, a spirit and, like... He's an assist trophy, trophy, trophy or whatever, never, right? Yeah, that is never, That, to me, yeah. that, to me, 
personally has always been a bit of a sign of disrespect. Yeah, like, yeah, you can, yeah, yeah, you'll be in his cis trophy. You'll be in item. Like, yeah. Crazy that he's not yeah, a character. I, I, I agree. I think, I think when... Because the next time they make one of these things, these Smash Brothers games, they're not going to be able to get everyone in. So you got to right. try to lead with, look at the new stuff we have, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, next up we have the Nintendo Game Boy released in 1989, the year that I was born. Uh, picks were Tetris... Pokemon Red and Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins with some notable alternates, Super Mario Land, Kirby, The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening. Um, I, I I mean, we we pretty much, I feel like, stuck the landing on this one. Like, I, I think listening back to the original one, I feel like at the time I wanted to put Link's Awakening, uh, but I think uh, that just, like, at the end of the day, like, Tetris is a very important. Pokemon's also important. I think Super Mario Land 2 is like the best of any of those well, kind of I games. Think I, all this forever, however good Super Mario Land 2 is, I don't think that's why it's on this list. In my opinion, the reason why it deserves to be on this list is introducing Wario to the world. Yeah, I believe that was yeah. your, your guys' reason for choosing it. Can I bring up one more notable alternate that I'm surprised didn't come up on sure. the original episode? I don't think it was mentioned, but it's a game I've like definitely consistently seen a large outpouring of affection for um uh donkey kong 94 i love that game yes that game a lot of rules. people like this game and i frequently see it name checked as like you know i've over the past like few months i've kind of been getting a little bit into like like game boy nostalgia culture because i got like a, a modded gba and like so i've been like browsing game boy centric uh subreddits and stuff and like people are like usually like routinely ask for like recommendations of games to play and like game boy games like i need to hit up if i didn't have it before and i frequently see donkey kong 94 uh spoken very highly of i think it might honestly this is a hot take it might honestly be my favorite donkey kong game straight up uh, uh i love it me too i feels like it might be like quantifiably like the best donkey kong game like even I mean, I know Country like 2, country, country 2 obviously has a yeah. huge legacy, and people love those retro game ones, Tropical Freeze and whatever the other one was called, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know, Donkey Kong 94 did some quite wild fucking shit. I really hope that it comes to NSO now that yeah. the Game Boy is on the platform. I, I don't know if I would consider swapping out, uh, swapping it in for Mario Land 2, that would be the one that I would replace if I had to. Like, there's no yeah, way you're just think, rid of Tetris. I think there's no way bringing Wario into the world is more of a cultural impact than Donkey Kong 94 can claim, you know? Mm -hmm. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that the thing is, is that the Game Boy was a fucking monster. It was here for years, it had so many huge moments, but I do think these are the three biggest ones. I agree. Thank, thank you for playing this, by the way. Trevor. Oh, yeah, the, I, the Super yeah. Mario 64 cover of Weird Fishes by Radiohead. Yeah. Which got an official retweet <laughs> by Johnny freaking Greenwood on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's based, You'll love Johnny. to see it. Yeah. In Rainbow's Road. <laughs> Sick. Um, next up, we have the Atari Lynx, also released in 1989. We have Chips Challenge. That's such a good game, you guys. Oh. <laughs> California games and clacks. Okay, this one's red, so we definitely want to replace something. But I guess 
How bad did we did we fuck up on this one? Did we, we didn't fuck up bad at all. Chips Challenge and Clax both deserve to be here. Chips Challenge would be in my personal like fifty favorite games of all time. I fucking love it. But uh, Clax is does the weird gimmick of this system, which is that you could hold it upright and put it into portrait mode. So that represents that part of the story. California Games, though, it's a pretty good port of a game that's on a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but after doing some research, the considered to be the best game on this platform is Stun Runner. S, sorry, it's, actually, it's an acronym, S-T-U-N. I have no idea what it stands for. Uh, apparently, it's the best visuals on this thing, and people say it's just the best Atari Lynx game. So I would take that over some port that is okay. Sure, yeah. Do you ever, I mean, do you ever I... feel like you're Stun Running? <laughs> it feels like I've been <laughs> Stun Running. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next we have the snk neo geo that came out in 1990 and we uh, chose metal slug 3 fatal fury special and king of fighters 98 um i think we were pretty no this should have been uh, red i don't know why this isn't red this should be red oh we should read this all right so i thought yeah i thought we stuck this one the landing but what do you what do you got well you we're close a... here and that maybe you guys will disagree with me just for how kind of weeby this makes the fucking uh list sound but at, after i did some research fatal fury special is not considered to be the definitive fatal fury game on this platform unfortunately the the one that everybody loves and the best-selling game on the console and considered to be the best game on the console doesn't have the word fatal fury in the title it's called Garu Mark of the Wolves. Um, oh, I've actually I've played that um, because uh, a friend of mine had uh, an SNK like collection that he got on his Switch, and that game actually rules. It's very good, so I I'd be okay with with replacing it with. Uh, yeah, I mean, with, obviously with we need Fatal Fury on here because that's kind of really the only thing SNK has in the culture these days, other than like people remembering the metal slug exists is Terry from fatal fury being in smash. Uh, I wish that we could just leave it with a fatal fury game, but it really does sound like guru mark of the wolves is the one. So I I'm ready yeah. to pull that lever. If you are, I believe, I'm, I'm, I believe the, the name of that game is pronounced, uh, guru mark of the wolves. <laughs> <laughs> I figure 100% right. Trevor, it must be. Uh, uh, I'm, okay. I'm going to replace it. <clears throat> yeah, sounds good. Uh, okay, so now, one of my favorite systems, uh, the Nintendo Super Nintendo Entertainment System released in 1990. We picked Super Mario World, The Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, and Super Metroid with some notable alternates, Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, and Donkey Kong Country. We we, not, we knocked this one out of the park, in, in my opinion. I, th I really do think that um the best representation of this specific system are those three games granted i mean it has a lot of incredible rpgs like especially chrono trigger yeah um it, you know chrono trigger is one of my like all-time like favorite games but i feel like to get an overall sense of the super nintendo i feel like these these three reflect that system yeah i'm a little I sad that there's not going to be a 16-bit rpg in the canon it makes me a little bummed but I do think it's hard to argue making a swap here. I, like, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, like, I could imagine Squaresoft doing one of their crazy Final Fantasy VII level remakes of one of those games and, like, 
launching it back into the cultural eye and then like maybe down the road that would that would edge it in over super metroid but i don't know man it, it seems like it's got to be these three i don't know it's, it does bum me out a little i have yeah. a very distinct reaction to the, this segment of the original console canon whenever i listen to it uh brandon's on that episode brandon says something like we've got to have super mario world but the thing is after that it gets hard and i go no it doesn't and then link dylan, to the past. and then dylan says i've got one more link to the past and brandon's like oh yeah we gotta add that but after that it gets hard and i still go, no it doesn't it's fucking super metroid this one if there is any trio on this list that is ironclad it is the nintendo it's the super nintendo super mario world link to the past super metroid those are the three the fact that you would even enter i know you love chrono trigger but the fact that My- you would even entertain putting chrono trigger on this list over super metroid super metroid like right. i'm sorry my my issue is that i have never I have never played Super Metroid in my entire goddamn life. Not, it's not that I don't want to. It's not that I don't think it's a fantastic game. It is. I've never played it. I have no emotional attachment to it. So I think in that moment, I was more in my feelings about the fact that Chrono Trigger, one of the best RPGs of all time, in my opinion, uh, wasn't going to make this list. But, it, I mean, it, it, it makes sense in retrospect that, Super Metroid, it deserves to be here. I think I said something like this on that episode, and I'm going to say it again. If if we could somehow go back in time and invent the podcast in 2000, 2001 or so, and we did this, I think that the three that you would put on would be Mario World, Link to the Past, and Final Fantasy VI. Because I think that at the time, they were considered to be the three towering games of the system. It's just not that way anymore. I think Super Metroid is the number three here, you know? Yeah, no, I I I agree. So it it, it makes sense. Um, up next, we have the Sega Game Gear, which mm. was released in 1991 with Sonic Triple Trouble, Shining Force, Sword of Haja, and Land of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse. Um, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, pretty pretty solid list, honestly. Like, if you've ever played a Sega game here, like- I I will say I don't have a strong feeling about this, uh, but there is a platform exclusive that like is not was we didn't talk about, which was uh, GG Shinobi Game Gear Shinobi, which is considered to be one of the best games on the platform and is an exclusive. I just don't know. I don't know if I don't. I just don't have enough of a feeling about whether or not it would deserve. What would it take out here, really? I mean, either Mickey or Shining Force. I just don't yeah. feel. Su- I don't feel super strong about it. I know Shinobi. Like, I know what Shinobi is. I that's a thing, I guess. But I don't really know what Shinobi is because of the Game Gear version. <laughs> so who cares, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just... Damn! Did somebody did somebody throw Pulse FM on here? This <laughs> is my favorite game music, dude. Yeah. Um Okay, and the next we have the Sega <coughs> God, next we have the Sega CD. I'm just I'm losing my mind at this. Uh Sega CD that was released in 1991 with Sonic CD, Night Trap, and Snatcher. Notable alternates was Lunar Silver Star Story Night. I know why Sonic CD is here, and I know why Night Trap is here. Snatcher, I don't remember. 
Why oh, do we, I'll why tell you why it's here. It's the very first Hideo Kojima game. Okay, well, then I think that's that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I think I think the fact that the Sega CD was such an undersold peripheral, the fact that there are three games on here that are of actual cultural import is like kind of notable, you know? Yeah. Sonic CD being like the only other game that the original Sonic 1 team made after Sonic, like the, uh -huh. the team got shook up after that. Night Trap being the subject of a congressional inquiry and then Snatcher being the beginning of Kojima's career. Like that's a lot of fucking cultural firepower for a Sega CD, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, was that, I can't remember, was it the Sega CD where they're like, and it's available now? Did, was it that system or was it a- Oh, a I, yeah, I don't remember. Or was that the 32X? I can't remember. Oh, no, it was the Saturn. It was the Saturn. Uh, <laughs> it like, was the Saturn. Oh, man. And has anybody oh. ever whiffed it as fucking hard as Sega did in the 90s? Has anybody ever whiffed that hard of like trying to turn the Genesis into two more consoles with add-ons and then following up with the fucking next gen Sega system that is like a third as powerful of the PlayStation coming out two months later? God yeah. damn did they whiff it. Insane yeah. L's. And they couldn't even they couldn't even recover with uh with the uh the Dreamcast. But up they had next, so much torque coming out of that Genesis era, it was their game to win, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, next, we have the Philips CDI, uh, also released in 1991, uh, with Zelda, The Wand of Gamelon, Hotel Mario, and Burn Cycle. Um, I mean, I, I have no fucking clue about Burn Cycle, but I mean... Hotel I did my research. I also had no clue about Burn Cycle, Brandon. I did my research. Somehow, we nailed this one. That is absolutely considered to be, like, the other defining game of the CDI. Okay, I mean... That I mean, makes sense, I guess. Uh, I just know Hotel Mario for the memes. Same with Zelda, also yep. memeified. Like both still within the public consciousness. That is bit, the so. bar for being an important CDI <laughs> game. Is if you get a meme, you know, I'm so hungry yeah. I could eat an Octorok. That's all you need to be an important mm -hmm. CDI game. Yeah, Dodongos. Uh, I can't wait to bomb some Dodongos. <laughs> Um, okay, next we have the Atari Jaguar, uh, released in 1993 with Alien vs. Predator, uh, Rayman, and Doom. Now, this one is in red, so I'm figuring you want to make some changes to this one. Uh, I feel like Doom is gonna is gonna get cut from this, but correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like I'm that, correcting that's you. That's considered go. to be a really good home port of Doom. Uh, Surely, yeah. Oh, hang on. What's going Sorry on about that? <clears throat> Surely, uh, you're not going to cut Alien vs. Predator. No, that is okay. actually the like the best-selling game on the console, and was how they sold it when it came out. I think we cut Rayman, and here's why. Okay, sure. This is a terrible port of Rayman. It's like a slideshow, and the actual most important game on this is Tempest 2000, which was the only console exclusive, and considered to be one of the last actually good Atari developed video games. Damn, so I mean, Bomberman I is going to make it onto the list at the expense of Rayman getting cut off? Just a bad port. It's just a bad <laughs> port, dude. I hate to see that. I mean, I I will say, I feel like I associate, uh, especially back in the day, I really associate Rayman with, like, PlayStation. Mm -hmm. um, I knew, like, I had family who had that. So, I mean, that's fine. Like, I'm okay with getting rid of Rayman with Tempest 2000, sure. 
I mean, yeah, to the extent that anybody gives a shit about the Jaguar, apparently it was a big miss, Tempest 2000, not having another thing. Yeah. Uh, next, we have the Panasonic 3DO, released in 1993, uh, with with Gex, Way of the Warrior, and Wolfenstein 3D. Uh, I, this one's also red, so I'm assuming you want to uh, make some changes to this one. Yeah, no I, mean, I don't know a lot about Gex. this. If you try and get Gex off of this list, I will fucking cut you, Dylan. Oh, no, 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 no. Gex is the most important 3DO okay. game, for sure. He, it was released on the 3DO before it was anywhere else. They had a timed exclusivity deal. It's theirs. Okay, I, uh, I'm, putting, I'm putting my Gex-branded Switchblade away. Um, <laughs> Wolfenstein 3D, obviously best known as a PC game. Uh, Star Control 2, I did a little bit of research into the Panasonic 3DO of psychopaths on the internet who are discussing it. I don't know why they are, but they are. Uh, I saw some people saying it's the only reason to own a 3DO, that it's far and away the best game on the platform. So to me, that's enough to get rid of a, a, a game that's better known for PC anyway and put uh, Star Control 2 on here. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, that sounds like some pretty solid logic. Like, I can't really argue right. with that. So uh, that's fine. Uh now we're up to the Sega 32X. What a whiff this was. 19, what, what were they thinking? I don't, like, this is definitely, when I, when, I, when I think about Sega, I definitely do not think about the Sega 32X. Listen, um, Dylan, something you got to remember is that Sega does what Nintendo don't. And I guess that's following, following the 90s, Nintendo kind of went on to have, like, a very, like, or at least, like, you know, following, like, the Super Nintendo era, they went on to have, like, a very prosperous run with, like, the Nintendo 64 and sure Sega couldn't exactly do the same thing as Nintendo. So they had they to go decide, left because Nintendo went right. They had to start <laughs> sucking. They were like, oh man, Nintendo is doing great. We've really, we've, we've really committed to the what Nintendo thinks. So I guess we just got to fuck. What, what is now. Nintendo not doing? Oh, well, I guess stupid bullshit. So I guess we'll do that. Yeah. Very true. Um, um, but on the, I got, I got a swap. I want to make a swap. Okay. Sure. We had Knuckles Chaotix, Virtual Fighter, and Virtual Racing. First, uh, first problem I, is we're I, only supposed to have one game per series in the console, and I think Virtual Fighter and Virtual Racing are arguably both part of the Virtua series. Sure. But also, uh, Virtua Fighter is considered to be a good 32X game. Virtual Racing is considered to be unplayable, and apparently the actual best-loved game on this platform is not the Knuckles spinoff game, it's not Virtua Fighter. It's fucking NBA Jam Tournament Edition. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. NBA Jam, those, those were fun games back in the day. I think I played it on Genesis and I had a good time. So He's on uh, fire! Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that as a, as a, as a pick. Um, cool. Next up. The Sony PlayStation, released in 1994. Why did I think this thing was released so much later? Um, we chose Final Fantasy VII Metal Gear Solid and Crash Bandicoot with some notable alternates. Tomb Raider, Resident Evil, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Yeah, I mean, I, part of the reason why you think that this console is, is so much later is that the good games for it didn't really start coming out until 95, 96. Yeah. Yeah, and wasn't wasn't Final Fantasy VII? Was that around? Was that ninety six, ninety seven, roughly around there? Yeah, and Crash Bandicoot One was ninety six. Tomb Raider was ninety six. Pretty much the only thing that came out in the early days of it that people liked was Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer. Okay, that's that, the I one. Mean, that, that makes sense. Damn. So uh, did, I, did every PlayStation just launch with no fucking games? Yeah. 
<laughs> Every <laughs> single much. one, huh? That's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe two didn't have a good launch have... game other than like SSX. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no. I feel like when I listen back to the episode, I feel like we cut Tomb Raider from the discussion too early. Because I think she's actually the number four here. I think that like Lara Croft's cultural moment was so huge at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, like, she uh, kind of should have been in this conversation longer than she was on that episode, but I still don't think she beats Crash, Metal Gear Solid, and she definitely doesn't beat Final Fantasy VII. Do you, no, do you really no. don't, you really don't think Tomb Raider beats Crash Bandicoot? I mean, there was, a, there were multiple Tomb Raider movies with, like, Angelina Jolie, like, one of the biggest but actresses Again, the I'm, I'm, I, I circle back to Trevor telling the story of the PlayStation, and, like, Crash Bandicoot was Sony's mascot. You know, he was their avatar in the console war. You know what I mean? I, to an extent, but I think Lara Croft is a much more recognizable character and figure. She's than more Crash enduring. Bandicoot She's is. more enduring. I agree. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. I stuck in my own circle of logic on this one. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, she I, does I think, deserve to be here. I think she might be bigger than Crash, just in general. The only reason I would say Resident Evil isn't really seriously in this conversation is it's too multi-platform now. Like, I mean, I know Tomb Raider is too now, and Crash Bandicoot is too now, but, like, how long did we really think of Resident Evil as a thing you play on the PlayStation? Not that long, you know? Also, if you're talking about Resident Evil and you're talking about good Resident Evil games, I feel like you're going to be sitting there for a while before somebody brings up just the first one. You know, Resident Evil 4, hard classic. Resident Evil 2... Yeah. Hard classic. Resident Evil right. Village, it's got that vampire lady with the big She's mommy. mommy. Like, She's our mommy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, Resident Evil 1, I, I can't tell you anything about that game. All I all I can tell you about it is it's in that mansion and the master of unlocking things meme. Sure. But you guys are you guys feel confident sticking with Crash I, Well, now that, now that I, you're I, a dissenting I, voice, I feel like maybe we do need to open this up and talk it out. I don't know, man. I feel like Crash, like, listen, Tomb Raider, huge cultural moment. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I, But I, I think Crash just wins it a little bit more. I think he was just a little more, like, those games I were mean, a more culturally, the amount culturally of, relevant. Are, like, the amount of, like, like legit, like, budget-driven Tomb Raider pornographic parodies are almost oh i also think that the uh, yes i you're you're being goofy and all but i do think (laughs) no i'm not i'm being 100 serious you know like how people say like porn is what decided the war between vhs and beta like it is absolutely a thing that like a cultural metric that you should consider and this was this was the first time culturally where like in a mainstream way the world was getting horny about a video game which is like a thing here's another thing here's another thing right i rarely see crash bandicoot come up in conversations about like popular video game characters that were that led to furry awakenings you know that's Star true Fox, big one although Crash Sonic, for Smash one. was number one trending in the world several times crash for smash okay. was a huge that's probably honestly probably what he's best known for now he also has a big game coming out soon that i know people are watching to see if it's any good um it is or i'm not saying like I really think Tomb Raider should be on here instead of Crash. I do agree; it's a real toss-up. I'm still not sure which way I'd come down, but maybe I am. I, just, I still Tomb feel, I still feel like at the end of the day, though, like 
Crash being the console mascot makes I, it I, like I just don't harder know if to, that to statement holds as much water as like you're giving it. I mean, it doesn't now, but you have to think about like the PlayStation back then and how it was kind of presenting itself. And, and for I that matter, the, the Nintendo and the Sega, because they were Mario, 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 Sonic, 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 and then you go to Sony and it's Crash, Crash, Crash. Wasn't like Lara Croft like immediately making waves as like one of the first like really sexualized video game characters though? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And like, yeah, she was in the news. Is that not more important potentially than the fact that there was a guy in a Crash Bandicoot costume in Crash Bandicoot ads? I think what's hard here is that Tomb Raider is a more culturally important video game, and Crash Bandicoot is a more culturally important PlayStation game. Like, one of them is more important to the console, and one of them is more important to the medium. So it's hard. It's fucking hard for me to see through that fog of which one deserves to be there. I, Brandon, I also don't know if I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear Brandon here. We haven't really heard Brandon. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, at this point, like, I feel like to me, it's kind of a like I'm kind of in the same like, not dilemma, but like same situation as Trevor's. Like, I feel like between Crash and Tomb Raider, it it is a bit of a toss up. My, my instinct is to go with Crash just because, like, to me, I, f I, I just feel like it, it, the overall presence of Crash was more felt. And I, I do agree with the, the argument that it it was more uh, definitely more important PlayStation game, uh, you know, especially Crash Bandicoot 2, I feel like, was, was even, like way more in the right in the, but obviously the game the run. game itself is not why crash is here the yeah, it's, no. it's the ip obviously yeah um, yeah, yeah let that, me bring up let me bring up one more thing if we're content to keep crash on the list is there any i might be showing my whole ass here is there any path for tomb raider to knock out metal gear solid no, no, way. No, no, no fucking way. It's, Absolutely, no. I, I, no. I know relatively little about this franchise compared to like a lot of other people. I think I've never played a Metal Gear game. Metal Gear Solid One. That's the that's the one. Yeah, people I think would, I think they would, Metal Gear Solid. The best analog the I can give you, Trevor, is that Metal Gear Solid is PlayStation's Ocarina of Time. Like it okay. was, it's ten out of ten. You know, people have their complaints about Final Fantasy VII, and they're like. You know, it's it's here because of its cultural place, you know? But yeah. MGS1 is, like, a lot of people will still tell you the best Metal Gear Solid game. I think I was just too young at the time to be into these types of games and to, like, be exposed to circles of, like, you know, young adults and people who would be into them talking about them. So I don't remember this ever being a hype moment at the time. I get you, yeah. And it was honestly, like well into like probably my early 20s that I first started really hearing about Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, Whereas I understand. Like I, I always just, knew about Tomb Raider. It will forever be considered like the best game on PlayStation. So okay. I think it's hard. It's hard to hard to knock it off. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I, I feel as, as tumultuous about you know this as I felt about anything on this episode. Fuck it. Take Crash off, put Tomb Raider on there. He's going wild. He's calling an audible. Oh, my God. Trevor, what do you think? Uh, I'm fine with it. You know, I kind of I kind of think it might be the move, especially because, like, Crash Bandicoot won. That's not the Crash Bandicoot game. You know, I understand why it's there. We've already, like, established that. But I feel right. like that kind of hurts it. Whereas Tomb Raider won... I feel like is that the is the Tomb Raider game. That is the Tomb yeah. Raider game. It's the iconic one. Yeah. yeah, I you know what? I I feel like we could I could 
try to plant my feet in the ground, but I just don't feel strong about it enough to mm-hmm. do it. So I'm also going to go ahead and go with the the popular vote and say Tomb Raider. You're you've you've made it onto the can- console cannon. Wow, this was one that was not even flagged for a change. <laughs> How about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas the next one was flagged, Bef- it's the Sega Saturn, before, which was released in 1984. Before we move on to the Sega Saturn, we're about halfway done with this list. I thought it yeah. might be fun, a fun change of pace, and maybe like keep us fresh for when we resume. But I had like a, a little interlude segment <clears throat> planned that I want to do with you guys real quick. It's just like a game that I made up that I thought it would oh, be yeah. fun to play that together. Oh, yeah. That sounds fun. Hell yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Let's so do it. So it's a totally original game that I that created. So like I'm going to have to explain the rules to you first. But what mm-hmm. I, it's, it's kind of like a guessing game, but it also requires some degree of skill. Uh, what I have done is I have randomly selected uh, the name of a video game character. And you guys are both going to take turns guessing uh, what name of a video game character I've chosen. And just wow. to like, you know, there are a lot of video game characters. So I wanted to narrow it down a little. So I decided to limit the pool to just be uh, video game character names that are five letters uh, long. <laughs> excellent all right so uh, i don't know i don't know who wants to go first you guys can decide that uh, amongst yourselves but what again what you'll be doing is you'll be guessing five character long video game character names Um, and it can be i mean i thought of one so far okay uh if if you want to go first, and Brennan's okay with that. You I say, go, let's... you can go first. Yeah. That's All right. right. The first one I thought of was Sonic. Okay, Sonic. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to tell uh-huh. you if you got any. Not only if you like, I will tell you how many of the letters in the name that you guessed are in the the name that I'm thinking of, and I'll tell you if they were in the right slot or not. <laughs> Great. How are you going to communicate with this to me? Some sort well, of color I've, I've come up with a color coded system. <laughs> Great. Where the letters in the right <laughs> slot are going to be green, the letters in the wrong slot are going to be uh, yellow, and the letters okay. that aren't in the name at all, those are going to be gray. Great. I'm ready. Right? Holy so, shit. Okay. So you got, uh, uh, Dylan, you got two colored letters, uh, and they're both yellow. Do you okay. guys want me to tell you what they are, or would it be better if I let you... Figure that uh, just out tell yourself. us that we got two yellows. I feel like that's got, more fun. You got two yellows for playing the word, the name Sonic. Okay, Brandon. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Mario. That's crazy, Brandon. You just got four green letters. <laughs> oh my <laughs> fucking god! Fuck you. <laughs> that's wild that you were that's so glad to win that. Uh, I believe I'd like to make a guess, if I may. Sure. I'd like to flip that M upside down. I'm going to guess Wario. That's it. You got it. The answer to the game yeah. is Wario. Everybody's everybody's favorite Nintendo character. I, would say. But he, I, I, I chose that one because it was the first one that came to mind. Anyway, I think so good. I think it's a pretty fun what game. Great maybe, it'll, maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? I love that one. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And with that, I think um, we're all we're all refreshed and ready to get back to the console canon or mid-cycle yeah, right. refresh. Yeah. Um okay. Sega Saturn released in nineteen ninety four. We chose Night into Dreams, Panzer, Dragoon Saga, and Sonic R. Now this one is of course red. We want to make some changes. 
Uh, I I have a feeling you're gonna get rid of Sonic R. I, I you're right. Sense. I want to move it, and you might fight me on that because I know that you were excited to put it on here. I don't know. It, I guess at, at the time, like, I, it, to me, it feels like it's a huge Saturn game. But I, I don't know. Persuade me. What What do you want? Well, to it didn't do great, Sonic R. But what did do great in its place? One is considered to be one of the like top three or so on the console is Virtua Fighter Two, and we did. Uh, already have a Virtua Fighter game in the console canon, which seems like way too many Virtua Fighter games to be in the console canon. But the other one that a lot of people say is the best game on the Saturn is Daytona USA. And I do love me some fucking Daytona. So I wanted to throw it out there as a potential alternate for Sonic uh, R. You might still come at me like being like, listen, that Daytona thing, it is not as iconic as Super Sonic Racing and I'm going to put my feet down on this one. So let's hash it out. What are you thinking? Oh, man. I really like, just for supersonic racing alone, like, it's one of the reasons why I like this fucking game. But I think since we, oh, man, okay. I think we, no, we kept Virtual Fighter. So I, I think Daytona, that's fine. You know, the thing in retrospect, Sonic R, it's not a great game. It's not a good one. There it's not a good game. Versions. That's true. There are better versions of this kind of Sonic game. Correct me if uh, I'm wrong, but didn't it only like get on this list based on the strength of one of its like soundtrack selections? Yeah, or something? everybody like, yeah. Super it was, Sonic it was, Racing. Yeah. So yeah. I think yeah, that's fine. Daytona USA, sure. I'm just glad that right. Nights into Dreams is sticking around because this is a game that I've, it, I've the only experience I have with it. I think. Uh, Dylan can say the same is playing it in like a, a demo version in like a, a Toys R Us. Yeah. But man, totally. I, I I must have been like four or five years old. But like the character Knights gotta have been like one of my first early bisexual awakenings. <laughs> like, I, I just remember playing that game and being like, I don't know if this thing is a a guy i don't know if it's a girl i'm too so young lie. to understand so what sex is or to be experiencing an attraction to 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 any gender but i, I kind of want to fuck this weird looking jessica <laughs> <laughs> wow look at that poly polygonal body in motion yeah uh, yeah, I mean, Knights is a f Knights. The reason it has to be on this list is it was the game that they tried and failed to sell the console on. They were like, Which "Here is... comes the Saturn. You're gonna want to play it." The guy who came up with Sonic came up with this new character. He's probably gonna be the biggest thing in the world. So you better get us like a Saturn. I mean, video video Whoa. games are all about wish fulfillment, and who doesn't want to be a flying magical twink? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, people, people do have people. People have reverence for. Uh, for knights and that that character and like there's um you know i feel like people still talk about brandon dreams did you ever read any of the i i don't know how many i can't imagine they made many of them but did you ever read any of the archie comics about knights no i did not i there was a, got there were at lost least a couple the, really oh, they really I mean, tried I to make knights happen didn't they they, they really they did. got all of the brands together to try to make knights happen Lord. Hey, speaking uh, of video games being a medium where you can fulfill your wish of being a flying twink, Hogwarts Legacy out now. Hey. Yikes. Uh, okay. We still got to talk about the definitive PS5 games. It's coming. It's oh coming. God. Okay. Oh, Lord. Um, the ne next up we have definitely wasn't a flop at all. Totally sold millions of copies. Uh, the Nintendo Virtual Boy released in 1995. 
Uh, we chose Mario Tennis, Virtual Boy, Wario Land, and Jack Bros. Obviously, the first two I'm familiar with. I don't remember why we chose Jack we Bros. We saw it on a list and picked it at random. And guess what? We fucking nailed this because Jack Bros is a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei. Okay. I, you know what? I'm, I'm into that. That, okay. All I right. mean, there's another IP on the system that's important still today, and it's the fucking Virtual Boy. We we nailed it. We nailed if you, it. If you had, if you asked me to guess, I would have said that Jack Bros uh, was an unrelated <laughs> property that only got made because this was like a golden window where you could just publish anything that had the word Bros in the title. Like, oh, uh-huh. Super Mario did great. Jack Bros, yeah, whatever. People love. I thought brothers. a different joke was coming. I thought you were going to be Jack Bros. That's like when my buddy came over to my house to play Knights. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> also good. Um. Next we have the Nintendo 64, released in 1996 with Super Mario 64, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, and Golden Eye 007. All influential games. I think. I mean. It's. I. I feel like it's hard to art. What would you? What else would you? I think this is the most bulletproof thing on this yeah. on the on the list for me. I don't think there's anything yeah. that even touches these three. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same mindset. Trevor, do you? Would you like put? Like, would you put something over like any of these games, or do you feel like this is also like good? I don't think so. Goldeneye being on there, this is going to be some crazy, but that feels a little off. Um, just because it's like. It's weird thinking that one of the top three Nintendo 64 games, kind of like still in my nostalgia-ridden mind, like the definitive video game console. It's weird to me that one of the top three games is like a licensed James Bond game. It is weird, but it's also very hard to argue against. You can't. You can't. Like, it's absolutely the third one. I just rarely think about it when I think about Nintendo 64 games. One, because it is a James Bond, it's James Bond merchandise. And two, because I didn't really play first person shooters when I was this young. For sure. It is funny that I also, I also similarly look at the 64 as like one of the looming monoliths of classic video games, but it lost this fight. The PlayStation beat it handily. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I, I was more of a Nintendo 64 kid growing up. And I still feel like there is more nostalgia for this system in general than there is for the PlayStation 1. I completely agree oh, with you. E- easily. Absolutely. And I don't know Especially how much of that you can attribute to like the GameCube not being the follow-up to the N64 that the PS2 was to the PlayStation. That's but, part of it, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. This was just like... If there I is think one... honestly part of it is just how big of a deal for Leap Forward in gaming both Mario 64 and Ocarina were that like mm-hmm. and Goldeneye to an extent honestly. Yeah. That that's, like that's yeah. That's those true. three I mean, games are just very very important for the medium. You know? And I don't know what would even come cl- like what I would slot in instead well, of Well, first of all, if Mario Kart 64 was eligible, which I don't know that it is because it's another Mario IP in the same console canon, that yeah. might be the fourth one. Yeah. Beyond that, though, like, fucking maybe... You wouldn't go with the original Super Smash Brothers, would you? It wouldn't be original Smash. It's just not part of the Smash conversation. It wouldn't be, like, Banjo-Kazooie? I don't know. It's just... Banjo-Kazooie doesn't feel right. I love that game, but it doesn't... It's awesome. If you told me that was the third best Nintendo 64 game, I'd be like, oh, okay, so... 
maybe there's a drop off after the first two. Yeah, it's it's still a great game, but like I don't know, it's just not the same level of iconic as those other two. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I will say that here's the thing: is the 64 very unfortunate? It has not aged. uh, Oh, super. The the 32-bit generation in general, which I it's weird to call that since it's called the 64, but like these games are rough to play now for sure. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, next up, though, we have the Nintendo Game Boy Color released in 1998. We put Pokemon Crystal, The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages, and Shantae uh, with uh, some notable alternates was Link's Awakening DX. This one's in red. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm curious as to what you I, would... You're going to fight with me. This is going to be a fight. I've been, I've been knowing all day this is going to be a fight, Brandon. Okay, I'm ready. Ages, you gotta get Link's Awakening on there instead. It's so much more important oh, as a handheld yeah. Zelda. Oh. I can't believe I can't believe that I can't believe that this was the decision that got made to begin with. I mean, it, the thing is, is that Link's Awakening original getting it onto the Game Boy is hard because it doesn't really have a path. It can't beat Tetris. It does not beat uh, um, what was the oh Pokemon Red. It does, obviously doesn't beat, and then I don't think it can beat the introduction of Wario either. Uh, but I still think it is the most iconic top-down handheld Zelda, and ages over it. I just can't, I don't I don't think we can do it. Do you guys even remember why you picked Ages over Seasons? Because they are two entirely separate games. Uh, well, because you can only put one. Yeah. And why was that the one instead of Seasons? I think it came down to a- if you say the ages. word Oracle of, what's the next word your brain wants to say? And we both agreed that our brains wanted to say ages. Link's Awakening is the one, though, man. Not the Oracle games. Nobody remembers those. I completely agree, Which, and I know that it's I, a I know that it's a remake with an extra dungeon and shit. But it's it's the version of the game that more people played. For one, it was a console seller. I just think I I don't think ages can stand up to it. It's 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 hard because you everything you're saying right now is true, and I agree with it. My issue is that I. And this maybe this was me at the time to get more of my my feelings in the way. I like Oracle of Ages better than Link's Awakening, um, and I think that like the the shit that they did in in, in uh, Link's Awakening, they were able to improve upon in the Oracle uh, of Ages and Seasons game. So, but I the other issue is that is that the Ages and Season came out a month before the Game Boy Advance released. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, so they just uh, didn't have as much time in the spotlight to get as much of a cultural impact as, as I, Link's I, Awakening. DX, I will concede to the fact that Link's Awakening uh, DX is more culturally relevant and more powerful in that sense, and we can switch it out. Uh, I got one more thing to bring up. Yeah, I think you gotta. I think you gotta switch out uh, Crystal for Silver. Nope. Silver was the one with Lugia on it. Is Lugia more popular than Ho-Oh? Yes, they made a movie about him. It was Pokemon 2000. But Ho-Oh appears in the very first episode of the anime. Yeah, but then they completely forget about him. What about Lugia? It's Lugia. Everybody fucking... They made uh, Coliseum 2 about Lugia. He's like the legendary bird. He can talk. I mean, here's the thing. I think our policy on which Pokemon version gets in the canon was always down to who has the more popular mascot because they're the same game mostly uh and you're saying and sweet 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 chin no celibi was on the cover 
A no, Pokemon it was, Crystal? It's, no. It's crystal, it's uh, uh, it's Suicune. Yeah. Oh, Suicune? You, you got like it. You got yeah, it. Yeah, that's tough. I thought it was Salivai. That seemed like more of an fine, argument. Fine, fine. Yeah. Put make make it silver. silver. That's fine. I mean, they're all essentially the same game. I will say Crystal uh, makes things better. It's like a quality of life stuff. Like it's a little bit better, but but this isn't about better, right? Yeah, it's about important. Sure. Um, <clears throat> what is Shantae? Shantae uh, is like a real cult classic. Um, <clears throat> she still has games today, and she starts on the platform. She's also, I think, the most expensive game on the console, right? Like it's, oh the, yeah, the collector's um, the market is crazy for her. Go, yeah, they go for a lot of money, and I think like yeah, like the game, the games are great. They're fantastic. You play them all on your Switch. She's right like now. a lady um, genie, and you do kind of like a, it's kind of a Metroidy platformer. Yeah, it, it, they're good in my opinion. Um, at least the ones I've played. Yeah, cool uh, Sega, Sega Dreamcast, nineteen ninety eight. We chose Sonic Adventure two, Shenmue, and Jet Set Radio with an Notable alternate, uh, Crazy Taxi. Um, this one's in blue, so I feel like you may, I feel like you want, I guess, what's the, what's the, uh, what are you unsure about? With I'm, here's all I'm unsure about is that in the room we never mentioned Soul Calibur, which was a huge game for the Dreamcast, starts on the Dreamcast, uh, and I feel like it deserves its day in court. I don't necessarily know that it beats either Jet Set Radio or Crazy Taxi. Um, <clears throat> certainly wouldn't be Adventure or Shenmue. Uh, Shenmue's but I, really but a lock. I, I've never heard of that, and I have heard of both Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi, especially Oh my Crazy god, Taxi. yeah, Shenmue is totally a lock. I'll, is, I'll explain to you Shenmue? why Shenmue is a lock. So Shenmue is kind of the precursor to the Yakuza games. It was like a third-person, uh, heavily story-based action game where you're like a guy in modern day Tokyo, you can do a lot of weird side shit, like play arcade games at an arcade or like weird mini games and stuff. But the reason that it needs to be here is it's like such a huge part of, of uh, Dreamcast culture to the point that Shenmue and Shenmue 2 came out for the Dreamcast and then 3 was planned, but then Sega discontinued the Dreamcast. And then in like 2019 or 20, they... Like they they kickstarted Shenmue three and it fucking came to like modern platforms just because people loved the Dreamcast so much and wanted the like final chapter to be told. So I think, in my opinion, it's like it's a good hit of the flavor of the weirdness of the Dreamcast. It's a big reason why the Dreamcast would even be talked about today. Apparently, now it did well enough that they're making Shenmue four too. So like both the Yakuza connection and the the cult that has kept it alive i think it, it deserves to be here that's how I i'll feel. defer i'll defer to you but that feels kind of like overreaching in the face of just like sheer casual name recognition but like whatever yeah i mean i just think i, uh, I think it's it. i'm not i'm not super like you know it's it's fine i think i mean shinmu like i know of it and that's that's okay um yeah i don't really like whoa whoa the music <laughs> went crazy on me it did and uh, my <laughs> It's also crazy. There we go. Oh, whoa, weird. Um, yeah, I mean, I I'm okay with with keeping. The and I w I can see your logic of Crazy Taxi having like a uh, maybe a maybe a broader IP appeal, but the problem also for me is that like Crazy Taxi was a pretty big arcade game before it was on the Dreamcast, and like oh, know. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. I just think Shenmue is more purely a Dreamcast experience. I think whatever you uh, yeah. did, Trevor, also made you a little quieter. Just letting you I know. I can butt me up. 
Yeah, go ahead and bump you up. Bump yourself up. It's bump yourself up a little up. bump. Uh, but I don't feel that strong about Soul Calibur. I know that a lot of people consider it to be one of the best fighting games, but it's not a genre I care uh, that much about. I just wanted it to have a moment in, in the sun here for us sure. to be like, do we want to swap it in? Sure, sure. I could see it beating out Jet Set Radio. Again, another one that I know over Shenmue, but we, we feel like we're keeping Shenmue there. Uh, yeah, Shenmue, I, I, I would cut Jet Set Radio before I cut Shenmue personally. The thing is, I don't know if Soul Calibur One is like the Soul Calibur game. No, That's a good point. I I think Two is it, when you talk about Soul Calibur Two is the one that gets brought up. Was that the one that was on GameCube? It was on GameCube. It yeah. was on Xbox and uh, PS2, and it based on which version you had, it had a Link in it. Character. You Link could fight as GameCube Link one. in Soul Calibur if you had the GameCube version. Oh my Wild. god, that was amazing. Wild. That was a, that um, was I a fucking. Darth, I think Darth Vader was in the Xbox One. Maybe maybe I, I can't remember which one, but that they had wild. the guy from from Tekken in the PS. They one, I yeah, I remember Xbox fucking lost. When it came to that, it's like you could play as Link from Zelda if you've got GameCube. You could play as Darth Vader if you've got Xbox. Oh or, man, I got a PlayStation. Who can I play as? You can play as, get this, the <laughs> old man from Tekken. Oh, cool. Speaking of PS2, uh, the next system to come out was the Sony PlayStation 2 released in 2000. We chose. Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, Shadow of the Colossus, and Kingdom Hearts with some notable alternates, which was Final Fantasy X Metal and Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. I remember there were some people who were a little heated in the chat that we that we did not put Snake Eater on the uh yeah. on the on the list. Mm-hmm. Um But I I think when I think of when I think of PS2, I definitely think of San Andreas. I definitely think of Kingdom Hearts and I, I could make a case for maybe swapping out Shadow of the Colossus, but I feel like Shadow of the Colossus deserves the, to be there. But I, I'm curious to, like, what do you guys I, I This has not sat super good with me. This one has not sat that good with me. Um, okay. I think we should discuss whether or not San Andreas really is the one that should be here uh, for the Grand Theft Auto games. Um, what would you put, three? Well, three Vice is the City. one that I might do. I might do three over Vice City just because I think that whatever Vice City is bringing to the table, San Andreas is doing better. And obviously San Andreas is better than three, but three starts the open world sandbox uh, action game. It's the it's the leap of the series to 3D. I mean, it was so huge at the time too. Like it was, a, and like that was the initial controversy. You can kill a prostitute in this game and my son's playing it, you know, like, it had huge cultural impact. I just don't know if San Andreas being the one here. I don't know. It might be. I just don't know if it's the one. I mean, I'm I'm also I'm comfortable swapping it out with three. I think they're both fine games. You know, I have no real issue. Like, I think San Andreas like does like has better systems and stuff. But you know, it uh, just kind of depends on uh, you know. I'm I'm fine like. I have no issue swapping out. I'm fine keeping it as is. I, I have no real... Uh, it sold more copies, San Andreas. So there's that. I mean, that's not necessarily what we're here to do. I don't know. I don't know where... I don't know exactly how I feel about that. I also want to think... I also want to say that Shadow of the Colossus has not sat super good with me. I think Kingdom Hearts is great to have here. I think it should be here. Um, oh, abs- absolutely. I will I will argue for that one. Like, but I, I, I would I, say Shadow of the Colossus, I want us to look at two alternates for Shadow of the Colossus potentially. And again, I don't know. I don't know if this is the move or not, but I want to talk okay. about it at least. Okay. 
Snake Eater, I think we should bring back into the conversation. But I really think that potentially the one that could beat it, and we're we're going to have some groans in the chat, I feel, when I say this. I think maybe God of War should be on here. I know. You feel that? You feel those? Tre you feel these Trevor, nerdy do, guys? Uh, Tre I'm curious <laughs> as to how does how do you feel, Trevor? Like, were you a big PS2 guy? Did you play a lot of PlayStation 2? So I wasn't allowed to play the Grand Theft Auto games. Um, right. I never got Shadow of the Colossus for some reason, but it would I would feel bad about taking that one off because I just feel like it is a game that has like just grown. Its mythology has only grown over the years. I still get in see it name checked on a very regular basis even in a lot in the lead up to like uh tears of the kingdom i see people saying like i want That's big true. like shadow of the colossus bosses in this one but man god of war huh that yeah. did that felt like a really big one at the time here's um, the issue and there's here's, a, there's a real and present danger that there will be another god of war in the can console canon if we here's choose something, God of War something. here, we might end up with two God of War games in the console canon. And I don't know if I could bear it. Here's something that I feel like is almost happening. We've got three equally viable Grand Theft Auto uh, options all scrambling to get into this uh, slot, right? And yes. I think as that competition might be making all three of them weaker weak yeah. enough for god of war to climb on top of oh, the and seize that spot you know like doesn't it like ah, no 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 if 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 grand theft auto you is gotta weak have a grand theft to, auto huh yeah if it's weak enough to it leave is, this list then shadow the classes is for sure weak enough. with with the playstation 2 yeah that is, i mean they, that's they, true but like, they man, I remember. Hand in hand. I remember Grand Theft Auto. I mean, I remember God of War feeling like a big one at the time. I know, oh, but it, people it, don't talk it about it anymore. They no. do they still talk, because of the new ones. But they, they don't go back the, and play the old ones. They, they talk about, about the newer God of War games. Yeah, but yeah, they still talk about like. I, I also think it's important to bring up the new like God of War is not like a remake of God of War. No, no, yeah, it's, no? It's, it's sort of like a reboot, like a reset. People of this, talk of about series. people talk about the original Shadow of the Colossus still to this day, and I think the remake was very well received. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, so um, a lot of points. The same, isn't thing, that the, the the company that was largely responsible for that was the other company, I believe, that just did the Metroid Prime Remaster thing. Okay, so I I just don't like. Man, but God of War did feel big. No, I'm time. wrong. Sorry, it was actually the ones who did Demon Souls, the Blue Point or whatever. Gotcha. They did that oh, nice too. The ones who uh, will end space and time as we know it when they eventually try and do Blood. <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus is way cooler. It's way God cooler. Yeah. Than God of War, it's so much cooler that like we all become less cool if we let God of War beat it. And again, the other thing that makes me feel like nervous about putting God of War on this list is. Is the console canon about to have fucking two God of War games in it? Which I Plus, just am like, I don't believe in what God of War stands for. You know what you <clears> do <throat> in this fucking game? At one point, like, you, you're walking around, you know, you're using your fucking whip to rip heads off or whatever. And then, like, there's two, like, 
bimbo ladies with huge boobs who are like, come over here, Kratos. This, and then like it pans away and you hear them all fucking off. This is another it refills thing, your right? health. I want to give a well-rounded portrait of the PlayStation 2. And if we've got both a Grand Theft Auto game and a God of War game, I feel like oh, what we're point. saying is that the PlayStation 2 was a fucking edgy playground for for bros for and bros bullies. who just wanted to get their rocks off and fucking yeah, kill that's prostitutes that's a good point. and fuck harpies or whatever you did in that game that's a good point grand, Th grand theft auto is telling is there's more overlap than i first thought about i feel like between grand mm -hmm. theft auto and god of war so i, I vote shadow I'm, of the colossus survives keep 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 yep yeah, keep shadow of the colossus yeah. keep it um uh, and Grand Theft Auto, you guys can choose whatever. Personally, as somebody who didn't play any of the Grand Theft Autos <clears throat> go, growing up, it sounds like this is not the move. But the one I remember hearing about the most and driving kids my age wild the most was Vice City for whatever reason. It's my favorite of the three because I really like the voice cast. You got fucking Ray Liotta as the main character. That's awesome. I think and, I was... And the vibe is just like, I think of the three, my fa my personal favorite. It's like... Yeah, it's I just think 80s. it's less culturally significant than the other two, unfortunately. I don't really know I, anything about three or San I can, Andreas. I think I was definitely I can go too with young three. three. Three is fine. Like, that. that's okay. We I play it on PC. It's All fine. Right. All right. San Andreas um, is a better game, just so uh, we just so the record shows it. Yeah. Uh, next, we have the Nintendo GameCube released in 2001. Uh, we chose Super Smash Brothers Melee, Metroid Prime, and Resident Evil 4. Uh, notable alternates was Animal Crossing and Wind Waker. I, I remember this one also getting really heated in the chat. One of the most uh, dramatic moments of the whole episode. Yeah, because well, yeah, you, well, you guys were... <laughs> this close to making an incredible mistake uh now that was because of metroid prime right because we yeah were... no it was resident evil 4 that we weren't going to put in there i think well you uh, guys didn't i don't think you even thought of resident evil 4 yeah well, that had to be brought in from the chat or something yeah i think yeah, I, I, I think this is correct yeah this is this is this is a good representation of the of the gamecube super smash brothers melee still had to this day has a lasting impact mm -hmm. within the fighting game. You can buy a GameCube controller that works with your Switch specifically because Melee yeah. is a thing. Yeah. Um, Metroid Prime... Has never had a bigger uh, moment in the culture <clears throat> since than it is right now. I mean, yeah. Metroid yeah, Prime it, is having a huge, yeah. huge resurgence. It kind of it, feels it, like... I was thinking about this one a lot today for whatever reason, but it kind of feels like Metroid Prime... Maybe it is just because the remake came out and it's like, you know, recency bias, but that does feel like this console's big contribution to the culture i like, agree this is was, the ocarina of this is the ocarina of the gamecube yep, yeah absolutely yeah and it felt um, like you know one of the reasons why you can make that comparison so easily is because it was just the same step you know it yeah, was it's the same a visionary moment linked to the past made to ocarina of time it was and yeah. they and they pulled it off twice which is crazy Oh man, yeah. this Dark Souls and, music is driving me wild, bro. Yeah. I want to fucking. Uh, I want to go to. I want to yeah. kindle my flame up to. I want to go to Majula, lose my memory, and get obsessed with maps. <laughs> yes, bro. Um, yeah, and I think I've never played Metroid Prime until I started playing it on my the this remaster, and to me, it feels like it was 
miles ahead, so ahead of, of its the time. first of 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 the first person uh, genre uh, that it like you know is very. That's why, when I play this that. game, it doesn't remind me of like fucking whatever Doom or shit. It really reminds it's, me of Portal. Like that's, it's that's like because it's not a first person shooter. That's like the big secret. It's like three D exploration, <laughs> first person yeah. exploration. Yeah. You know, so it's a good. scanning game. It's a scanning game. It's a first-person scanner. That's really what it is. We, Occasionally, you have to shoot Pulse things. Pulse FM again. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Pulse FM is getting in the cannon, by the way. I'm going to fight for it. <laughs> um, okay, next up we have... Um, and then Res- I just will say Resident Evil 4. Fantastic game. So yeah, excited that for one's that. that coming. Also no going to have a huge moment, a huge resurgence moment coming up. Yep. Yeah. Um, next, we have the Nintendo Game Boy Advance released in... 2001 uh, with Pokemon Emerald Version, uh, Metroid Fusion, and The Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. Yeah, we're still okay with Minish Cap yep. over like one of those uh, Castlevania ones, you think? I think Minish Cap has to stay. I think that's yeah. definitely it's, the- it's fine. It's 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 a good it's a good top down Zelda. I, I think it's fine here. I I'm 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 okay with this list as is. I think it's fine. I don't. Really I mean, you know, the only thing that I would almost put here that is like a little bit with an asterisk would be fucking Mother Three. Would be the only yeah. other thing that I would be like, what if we put Mother on here? But. The problem is, uh, it's not on my Game Boy Advance. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think you could rightfully get it on here. The thing that I would come back to with this one, Metroid Fusion versus Zero Mission. I see Zero Mission get a lot of praise. Yeah, um, I I wonder about that too. Actually, I, I mean, it's I considered to be played. the best of the of the. Well, I don't know if it's widely if it's totally considered to be the best. I played both recently. Okay, I've never played Zero Mission. I played Fusion back in the day, and it was my number one favorite Game Boy Advance game. So it's, I, I can't really argue for knocking it off in favor of Zero Mission, but I guess I just wanted to take your guys' temperature on that. Yeah, I, I mean, I see it sometimes get ranked over Fusion. Fusion is like slightly more combat ex- uh, focused than exploration, action focused than exploration focused. Um, I mean, it's still a, a classic Metroid game, so it still plays like you're expecting it to. I, I feel like uh, I hear a little bit more about Fusion than I do about Zero Mission. I, I hear Zero Mission's like a great like remake of the NES one, yeah, um, and like that's good. But I, I think Fusion kind of brings the like series four, and I think it's more like culturally re- relevant. And it, and it so. came first. I think a lot of like you could argue that. Uh, Zero Mission only happened because of the success of Fusion. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. true. And, yeah. it, and by the way, Zero Mission also rules. They both rule. They're both mm-hmm. great. Yeah, both. Yeah. Every, anyone who likes this console will tell you they're both considered essential entries in it. It is a little weird though. Like Minish Cap's place in the culture is not massive, but I, the only other thing I would look at on the system would be like either one of these Mario point ports, which who gives a shit, or. Yeah. Uh, maybe one of those Castlevania games, which I do think are amazing, but we also have already have a Metroidvania on here, so you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as somebody who spent a lot of time like poking around Game Boy Advance subreddits as of late, like people really, really go to bat for Minish Cap. Like it is an essential entry for sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we have the Microsoft Xbox. The OG to that released in 2001 with Halo Combat Evolved, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, and Fable. 
this one is blue, so I feel like you might have a case here on what you would maybe I, you know, out. I'm, I'm softly going to put it out here because I don't really think it, it ultimately beats any of these. But, um, goddamn, people do love fucking Morrowind. They really love Morrowind. Elder Scrolls Morrowind at the time. Yeah. Uh, and now still. But, I mean, the, the problem with it is that, like, Skyrim exists. Uh so it's always a thing that people talk about after the Skyrim gets brought up, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it beats KOTOR here. I don't think it beats Fable either, honestly. It definitely doesn't beat Halo. So no, I don't know ha if Halo really is path. the, like, definitive, like, Xbox. Like, everyone I knew who had an Xbox played Halo, uh, Combat Evolved. Like, I was not forced, but, like, I ended up playing multiplayer Halo games and stuff, like, with, the, with friends and stuff. And, yeah, I just... Yeah, I, I mean, think if, if it had a crack were, at anything, it might have a crack at Fable, I guess. But I mean, Fable, Fable was pretty big at the time. Out. Yeah, but ooh, I don't I, feel strong about it enough to do it. I don't think. Yeah, I think, I, got, I, I, think okay. I think you got three. I think so too. Yeah. Um. Next up uh, is what I consider a, a little bit of a redemption for me personally is because we have uh, this is a Nintendo 3D, uh, not 3DS, Nintendo DS. Released in 2004, we chose Pokemon Heart Gold, Chrono Trigger, uh, and New Super Mario Bros. With a notable alternate was Mario Kart DS. I'm I'm sticking with this list. I'll, this I'll is argue the list. All I feel like that is at the time I was like Chrono Trigger really, but when I went back and like started looking into the to the the culture around the Nintendo DS, like everybody talks about chrono trigger for the ds it's like it is the defin in my opinion the definitive way to play chrono trigger like i saw people saying that it was the best port of all time oh yeah they well i don't know if i'd go that far necessarily but i will say that like as far as chrono trigger ports go like it's definitely the best port of that specific game and like since then they've somehow fumbled the bag like it's on steam but it's like shitty so i don't know like, the only thing, honestly, the only thing I would even entertain swapping it out. Can you guess what I'm the words I'm about to say? Uh, something probably WarioWare. No, I feel like no. Okay, all right. I'm curious the only the only thing I would entertain over this Chrono Trigger port would be fucking Nintendo Dogs. That's it. No, no, absolutely not. No. That's the only thing that I would yeah. that I would entertain over it. Uh uh uh. -uh. What about um, Nintendo Dogs over New Super Mario Bros? hard because that's no. uh, the, the problem is that became like an enduring little series of its own and the music yeah. is super iconic yeah i do think you gotta sorry to sound like a broken record here i do think you gotta swap out heart gold for soul silver nope Luki, nope. i think heart nope. gold nope. i think nope. heart nope. gold nope. weirdly heart enough gold. is is more iconic than soul silver and i can't really tell you why the name I, isn't even that. alliterative i i can i can it's because it's the better version in my opinion and uh I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, are, I'd love to hear have, the bullet points have, on that we one. Already ha we already have a silver on the list, so let's keep heart gold. Uh, I don't so. feel strongly one way or the other. <laughs> um, next up, we have the Sony PSP, which was released in 2004. We have Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories, Persona 3, and Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Um... I wasn't a PSP guy, um, although, like, now that I'm, like, lost in the Persona sauce, like, I could see Persona 3 being there, but the other two I have, like, no 
specific attachment to, but I guess they seem like the right choices. Yeah, I think we did fine on this. I was a PSP guy, and I don't want to make any changes here. This seems fine. Definitely sure. the best video game console named after a thing you say to annoy cats. <laughs> <laughs> the Sony... Uh, next up, we have Microsoft Xbox 360. I want to talk about this one, actually. I'm going to change this one to blue. I want to make this blue. Sure. Fair, fair enough. It was released in 2005. We chose Halo 3, Gears of War, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. All all shooters. Uh, yeah, I, that's my issue here, is that wow. there's 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 three shooters here. Two of them are first-person shooters. Um, one is, if we are keeping Modern Warfare, uh, it should be Modern Warfare 3, because it's the best-selling game in the Call of Duty franchise to this day. Sure, that's that's fine. I um, You know what? I would, I would swap out... Uh, Gears of War or Halo 3, I would swap either one of those out. How about this? What if we put Braid as one of the choices? No, here's no, the, no, 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 hear, hear no. Me hear me out. Listen, listen, I need you to listen. The thing about Braid is that at the time, it was one of the first, like, this is, this is so weird. We're getting in the weeds here a bit, but it... It was one of the first games that was considered like an indie classic um, that was released on Xbox 360 almost exclusively. And, uh, <clears throat> oh, this is, a, this is a class. Um, but I, I feel like it was tied to the system a lot. And when people talk about 360, I feel like Braid does come up with the conversation. But what what are you- what Why are you, is this Parappa music getting lo louder? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't adjust anything. I think Brandon was just getting quieter. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Uh, what, Here's what, my what thing, think? man. I think I think Gears of War. I want to get rid of one of these games. I don't know which one we're getting rid of. I don't. I want to get rid of like one of these it's... games because I. Let me finish my statement. The reason I want to okay. get rid of one of these games is not because of Braid and like the first signs of the indie movement happening on consoles. I want to get Mass Effect 2 into this fucking trio. Mass Effect 2, it's got to be here. It's got to be here. It's It just has to be here. It's Mass Effect fucking 2. It's one of the best games ever made. I mean, it, it, like, the to me, the 360, like, I don't know what you get rid of if you get rid of Gears, Halo 3, or Modern Warfare, but I will. I just think Mass Effect 2 is like, it's crazy get, that it wasn't of, in the conversation. Get rid of, uh, get rid of uh, Gears. You think we have two FPSs and, and put Mass Effect 2 instead of Gears? Yeah. Trevor, what do you think? It doesn't feel, uh, I don't know anything about Mass Effect. Um, you seem very passionate about it and I will, you would love mass effect trevor you legitimately you've convinced you've convinced me that it belongs here just based on your passion alone i i just want to say it doesn't feel like if, if we were to keep these three it doesn't feel like we would be being dishonest to be portraying the 360 as a first person shooter machine because as somebody who didn't have this console growing up and who never played any of these games that really is what seemed to be going on over there that was like the extent of it like that was the console you got if you wanted to pretend that you were shooting people right yeah i mean it's it's fps bros and madden yeah. bros you know and uh, um but here's my some... thought is that we already have a halo game in the canon and modern warfare 3 sold better than it 
Um, yeah, I think well, then, Halo then 3 might Halo be 3. the one to lose because like having not not doing a Call of Duty on Xbox 360, that sounds crazy. You know? Yeah, I know. And we already have it. Oh. We do already have Woo! Master Chief's already here. Yeah, Gears of War, I think that was like I remember hearing about that one a lot from the FPS bros back in the day. Um just you know, fucking gears, bro. Like, um, and Halo Three. I don't know if there is anything. Let me turn that down. Because when you look at the best-selling, anything... if you look at the best-selling 360 games, number one is Connect Adventures, which was a pack-in. Um, then you've got, uh, then you've got Grand Theft Auto Five, which is just the best-selling game of all time and is on everything. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Then Minecraft, which you know we'll be talking about Minecraft in the sequel, the true sequel, is one of the PC games that needs to be yeah. in canon for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But then you got Modern Warfare Three right after that, and then Call of okay. Duty Black Ops, Black Ops Two, Here's Skyrim, Modern Warfare Two, and then Halo Three. So I just think that you know it was a I Modern think... Warfare machine first. Okay, um, make it Modern Warfare Three, get rid of Halo Three, and turn that into Mass Effect Two. That's, I'm, I'm okay with that. I put it there. I think it's. I think it was a huge leap forward for storytelling and action games at the time, and uh, is still regarded as like one of the best games of the generation. I just feel strong about it. Sure. Now, after that was the Sony PlayStation Three released in 2006. We put Dark Souls, The Last of Us, and Uncharted. Now I'm curious because you did change this blue, so I feel like you might want to swap something out. I don't know, I like don't know if I really. I don't know if I really want to make this argument or not, but. Okay. Uh, has the PlayStation 3 now come to be seen as more of the Demon Souls machine than the Dark Souls machine? Uh, I don't know if, like, I think just because it's the only way that you can play the original Demon Souls, whereas, like, you know, there was a perfectly serviceable Dark Souls port on more recent consoles, I don't know if that gives Demon Souls. The, I don't either. I don't know if it does clout. either. I mean, like, because obviously the the importance of Dark Souls over Demon Souls is like not even a fucking conversation. Yeah. Obviously. But I mean, it, as far as a PlayStation Three experience, I just thought maybe it was something we would, we wanted to talk about. I see where you're coming from. I just don't think it has the path. Partially because the yeah. PlayStation Three is super unimportant. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, not really. Like, I I get what like I would that would be my instinct to say that, but like. The three games that we have listed here have got to be like three of the, easily the three three of the biggest properties of three of the biggest video game properties of the last like twenty years. I mean, Dark Souls has become like its own genre. The Last That's of true. Us is now a huge prestige show on HBO, and Uncharted got a freaking movie with uh, Tom Holland. But the, uh, did it launch exclusively on the three? I don't know. Um, Uncharted, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I but. mean, sorry, Dark Souls. Dark Souls is what I mean. Uncharted definitely oh. remained a, a, a exclusive. Um, let's see. The game was first released for the PS3 and Xbox 360 same uh, day. Okay, that makes this more of a conversation. But I still feel fucking weird about making the exchange. The problem I is like, I just wanted to. Is Dark Souls important enough to be wedged onto the PS3 list? Is the PS3 unimportant enough that we don't give a shit about it? And Dark Souls gets into the console canon via the PlayStation 3, even though it was multi-platform. I I say keep it. Like I feel yeah. like it's way more in the conversation of 
like these types of games over Demon Souls. Like, and I also would not put the other thing. It would feel weird to put Dark Souls on the 360 list. It would feel weird there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, it, yeah. I, I, I Japanese yeah, it, game, you know, hardcore RPG action. It just feels like it belongs here. So, I could see somebody writing in here and NPXL. I really think you guys fucked it up, but I think <laughs> I think we leave it here. Yeah. No. I think um, these are the up three. Next, though, I, th- I think this is a very yeah. strong three. Yeah, keep it keep it as is. Uh, Nintendo Wii released in 2006. Wii Sports, Mario Super Mario Galaxy, and Mario Kart Wii. Some notable alter- alternates was Wii Fit and Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. I'm 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 satisfied with this. List. I don't want to touch this. Are, I'm fine with this. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. I can't think of. To be honest, like there's so many fucking Wii games, but this, it's hard to even think of like what else would you put. Like, what else would you put? Yeah, I mean, we've already got a new Super Mario Brothers game on here. We've already got uh, plenty of other Zelda experiences that are way more significant than the Skyward Sword. Uh, I just think we're fine how it is here. Um, Next up, we have the Nintendo 3DS released in 2011. We chose Super Mario 3D Land, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D, and Animal Crossing New Leaf with notable alternates Mario Kart 7 and Pokemon X and Y. Now, this one's red, so I'm curious uh, what uh, would uh, would you swap out? What would I don't you know. change? I don't, I don't know about Majora's Mask, man. I don't know. I don't know about this port. I think, you know, Mario Kart 7, best-selling game on the platform. Pokemon X and Y, extremely huge sellers. Uh you know, did have a big impact on the series, added a new type. Uh, I Even Fire Emblem Awakening, I think, might be a little bit more significant than this Majora's Mask 3D port. I don't know necessarily if that's true, but something about Majora's Mask 3D here did not why did like we, Why did we put Majora's Mask 3D there? What because was the... there was a big, there was like a Final Fantasy VII remake, but smaller-esque. Like, Nintendo keeps teasing that maybe they're going to do it, and then they did it, and it was a big deal. That's why it's here, basically. And I mean, because okay. Majora's Mask is cool and we liked it. That's the other reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, in my opinion, fantastic fucking port. I'm about to play the 64 version uh, on NSO for the very first time. Uh, so, but I will, I would say, I would I would swap out 3D with um, either Pokemon X and Y or Fire Emblem Awakening. Because I feel like, fire. here's the thing about Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Awakening really reinvigorated that series and made it so that they could keep making Fire Emblem games. Like Fire Emblem Awakening originally was like kind of the ra- the last hurrah. Uh, they they were going to make that and probably never make another Fire Emblem game again if they didn't sell. So yeah, you're, what you're saying is completely correct, by the way. Before that, like the best selling game in the series was the Game Boy Advance one, The Blazing Blade, which had sold like 900,000 copies and then awakening sells 2.35 million. So yeah, it's the reason that there are still being that fire emblem games are still being made. That's the argument for it here. Um, I think Mario Kart seven is not a great Mario Kart game, but it is the best selling on the system, which is also why I think it might be in this conversation. Pokemon X and Y, you know, the other it's, it's hard to stand up to a portable Pokemon game. We've got a bunch of them on here already though. I, I think we should put Fire Emblem because there's been no Fire Emblem uh, representation. I think it should go where Zelda uh, uh, Majora's Mask is. Yeah, I think if you if you put these games head to head with Fire Emblem, it's a harder argument. But uh, I think that like I think the problem is that that when you look at the canon 
overall, it kind of seems like we should be putting uh, Fire Emblem here. But I don't know. Trevor, yeah. what do you think? Um, I kind of want to talk about Fire Emblem later. I don't really have too many thoughts about Fire Emblem at this stage of the franchise's life. And like, mm. I can't really make a good argument for or against. I hear bad things about this Majora's Mask port, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, particularly yeah. about the way they changed. The biggest thing I always see come up is how they changed the, like, the movement, dynamics, mechanics of, like, the Deku scrub form. Where, like, right. really messed up the the water jumping. And I think there's, like, a, some other examples of, like, how it was just, like, not a well-done port. Yeah, yeah. I understand that there uh, people don't like that you can't jump as far with the with the Deku scrub. I remember. I that. think a lot of people were just really, really excited to see this get like you know to be able to play this game again because people have always really liked Majora's Mask a lot. I I don't feel one hundred percent confident that we're making the right move here with Fire Emblem because I do think that Emblem Awakening is a critical moment in the history of Fire Emblem, probably like it's one of the top three most important Fire Emblem games. You know, like if, if Fire Emblem one uh, is starts it off, Fire Emblem Awakening saves the series and then Fire Emblem Three Houses makes it go mainstream. Then I see that I see its importance here. I don't know how important Fire Emblem is overall necessarily is part of my I, I question. I guess my question to that then would be is what would you put there instead? I would I if we're feeling like we want to dump Majora's Mask, I think I would put Emblem Awakening here first before Pokemon X and Y and Cart Seven. Why? Well, Pokemon X and Y, people don't love those games. You know, um, it is this. It is the jump into 3D. That's one important thing about it, and it also adds a new type. That's the two most important things about it, right? But people don't really like it. Uh, Mario Kart Seven. The argument for it is that it's the best-selling game on the on the system. And it adds uh, flying and underwater, I think. But I mean, you know, is it is it that important of a Mario Kart game? I don't really think it is. I I think I'm I'm just over the line into saying Fire Emblem Awakening. I just don't know if like I feel, oh, we nailed it about that choice. I'm just like that's where I've ended up. I am okay with the list as is. We can always, you know, come back and reevaluate, but I think currently as it stands with these three, like, because I'm not like. So we are dumping Majora's Mask. We're deciding. Yeah, yeah. I okay. Would, I would keep. I would keep Fire Emblem Awakening there. Okay. That's fine. Like, I personally, I think the Majora's Mask port is great, but I also only have that as my reference for that game, so it's hard for me to say how yeah. I feel about that over the 64 version, but. This yeah, is, that's that's fine. This is such a tough console, I think, because like <clears throat> this is totally a symptom of like Nintendo's tradition of just like, you know, making their next console be a slight update of the previous one. Nintendo 3DS really feels like a console that just does not exist to me. Like, <laughs> I understand. I also don't like it. I don't like how it feels in my hands as much part of my problem with that. take I didn't really like oh. the DS either. Now yeah. actually, you know what? I think if it, what I would probably put over Awakening, I, I completely forgot about this game. But fucking Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds. Oh, oh Jesus! That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. What are we that's, thinking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah. I can't. Easily. Again, it just 
not something I would ever think about because this is like a gen that does not exist. And I think like what? there's Why probably were we a couple in the weeds about of Fire Emblem Awakening when a link between worlds is right there. That's crazy to me. Yeah. All right, well, I mean, and, and I understand like Fire Emblem in that in that context, like in Awakening and like what it did to the series as a whole is good. But this also was a pretty big game changer within the Zelda, um, like. Sure, it started the whole Formula. non. You could yeah. you could go to any temple, so it was kind of like a precursor. It's the it's the thing that the Breath of the Wild team made right before Breath of the Wild. Essentially, it felt yeah. like it felt like they were testing the waters for Breath of the yeah. Wild in retrospect. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And so, I remember this yeah, game that, being really well received too. I love this game. It is so good. One of the best top down. Like I, I can't wait to play it again because it's one of the best top down Zelda experiences. The only uh, knock against it, which is kind of funny considering what we're about to get into this summer, is that it's the same overworld map as, as Link to the Past, which is uh, yeah, yeah, kind of funny because I mean we're that's what we're about to do again with the next Zelda game. Mm -hmm. Um, Sony. PS Vita, which was released in 2011, it has Persona 4 Golden, Dango Rampa, Dangan Rampa, uh, Trigger Happy, uh, Havoc, and Spelunky. We nailed it. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the PS Vita suffered from the symptom of also ha not having too many games, but um, when I hear about the Vita, I, sp I specifically hear about Gold, specifically hear about Dangan Rampa, and, and then Spelunky, people just love that. Yeah, Spelunky was pushed really hard uh, for their eShop. And I mean, the thing is that Vita is a console that doesn't matter. So what we're doing here is telling the story. You know, we're telling, yeah. here's one IP, Danganronpa, that went on to continue to be visible. Here's Persona 4 Golden, far and away the most important and best game on, the, on it. And then the other thing is that it was an indie machine. So here's Spelunky, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, up next, we have the Nintendo Wii U. Uh which came out in 2012. We chose Mario Kart 8, uh, Splatoon, and Super Mario Maker with a notable alternate uh, Super Mario 3D World. I mean, we, we fucking nailed this one. Mario Kart 8 remains... Oh, hell yeah, this song rules. Uh, Mario Kart 8 remains, like, within the public uh, conscious. Like, oh, yeah. lives on on the Switch and, like, still sells like hotcakes. It is insane. I think people bought a Wii U for Mario Kart 8. Like that the funny, the fact. funny thing is, is that like, if the Wii U had one other important game on it, we might knock it off and be having an argument about putting eight deluxe on the Switch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It because of like, what a fucking sales monster that game is. Jesus yeah. Christ, it's absolutely. Wild. And then Splatoon, uh, I mean, continues to people love Splatoon. Uh, yeah, it's one of the more important things that happened on the Wii U. That might be kind yeah. of a low bar, but I mean, Splatoon has become huge, huge, huge in Japan and like pretty big here. Yeah. Um, and then Super Mario Maker. Uh, I mean, of course. Cause... Yeah. Does anybody feel like they want to make an argument for a 3D World over Maker? Because I don't personally. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I do love Super Mario 3D World, but... I mean, it's like... Isn't that one like really... a really big seller or something? It did I mean, good it, for it... the system. Yeah, it did good. But it's yeah, also yeah. kind of a kind of a quick job of that team to like take some of the assets from 3D Land on the 3DS and like make a stopgap Mario game out of it for the, mm. for the Wii U. So I don't know. I think Maker is a more signature Wii U experience. Yeah. Uh, up next, we have... Uh, so these next couple ones, they're all red, so, but we'll start with the Sony PlayStation 4 coming out in 2013. We have Fire, we chose Final Fantasy VII Remake, 
Bloodborne and Death Stranding with a notable alternate was The Last of Us Part 2. Um, I will argue all goddamn day for Bloodborne. Um, Bloodborne needs I'm to be not touching Bloodborne. It's, I'm not it's touching the number Bloodborne. One. Yeah. Um, I'm not touching Final Fantasy VII Remake. Instead, I'm going to get yelled at by you and Trevor, I think, when I say that I think we should look at Death Stranding at a couple of alternates here. Death Stranding also, you know, I love this game. But if we're talking about the definitive PlayStation 4 games, I don't know if it is one of those guys. Because like, that's how I feel. And I think, here's the thing, I think though. God of there War are, and Spider-Man are, are both bigger, in my opinion. I It's it's tough because, while well, I just said that, I think there are also reasons why it does belong to be, why it does deserve to be on this list. I mean, it kind of like created an entirely new genre, right? Like you hear the phrase, strand type get thrown around these days right the same right way but that kind of in a tongue-in-cheek way because we don't i if it if if it does have if if strand type thing becomes a real thing i think we're like maybe 10 years away from really knowing the impact of that um because like people do whenever weird like persistent online not multiplayer stuff happens they're like oh it's like a death stranding thing i do hear that sometimes um mm-hmm. I just think God of War and Marvel Spider-Man are just bigger PS4 games, uh, like, all around. And I think that, like, I I have no... I don't give a shit about God of War. But I do think it's, like, kind of crazy that it's not in the PS4 list because it was fucking massive. This might it, be where God of... Like, I cannot believe I'm saying this. I know. But this might be where God of War gets in. <laughs> Which is I, yeah. crazy to me. Like, oh my gosh, so I painful know. to admit it. I I I, I, uh, I have to agree, just because like not only did it sort of like reinvigorate the the series itself, people would not shut the absolute fuck about God of War, uh, 2018 when it came out. They were saying like, this is the like, if you're not playing this game, why aren't you playing this game? Like, uh, it won a lot of awards. Like people like. I feel like this this was also a system seller. I think people got PS4s to play this. Yeah, the pack-in version of the PS4 that has this yeah. was, was a big thing, too. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, technically, Marvel Spider-Man outsells it. It's the only other game on the PS4 that outsells it. Number one, Marvel Spider-Man. Number two, God of War. The only Fair. reason I'm looking at God of War over that, though, is I feel like the Spider-Man IP is bigger than that Spider-Man game in a way that makes the game not feel as important to me. That's true, and it it's another thing that I would slot against Goldeneye, but this might sound crazy. I think there is a version of this trio that looks like Bloodborne, God of War, Spider-Man. Because I know the Final Fantasy VII remake was big, and people spent years talking about it. Like, probably decades, right? At uh-huh. least a decade. And but, they're all they're the hype machine is building up again because the next yeah, one is coming now. Yeah, the episode I, two or whatever is about to come out. I feel like this was probably just my experience and nobody else had this. I feel like people talked about this game nonstop throughout the very, very long run up. But then I feel like I did not hear too much about the game when it came out, other than like, oh yeah, there's some Sephiroth stuff where like maybe he knows he's in a video game. That was about it. Like, I feel like it came out and everyone was like, yeah, okay. Was that just me? I think, I think, I think it's, I think it might be, there's some truth to what you're saying in that the, the long, long wait and hype circus leading up to it 
uh, overshadows the game itself to some degree. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's also like far and away the best received thing Square has done in like the lifetime of a 20 year old man. Like if you're 20 years old, Final Fantasy VII Remake is probably the the yeah. best received thing Square has done in your lifetime. So like, I mean, I, 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 I don't think it's impossible to do your version of the list, but if we're cutting seven, hey, hey, let's not, let's not call it my version of the list. I was just saying, uh, sure, it's, sorry. A, it's a version, a, purpo a proposed version. I think yeah, it's my version of this Death list Stranding is freaking, my version of this list is Bloodborne, 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 baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I Hell just think yeah. it's hard to cut FF7 <clears throat> Remake and leave Death Stranding. And I say that even though FF7 is already on the console canon on PS1, I still think it, it needs to be here too. Yeah. The Spider-Man okay. game, man, that one was big though. Like, I think they're even throwing that Spider-Man costume into like the next Spider-Verse movie. If that counts for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was huge. It was huge. Yeah. But like, it, it mm -hmm. feels like more like a uh, one of many moments in a big Spider-Man story, you know? And like, yeah. the grander story of that IP. And I feel like just that God of War thing was kind of huge. You're not wrong. What do we think? I, I do think, remake I do think War, God of War? How are we? Yeah. I think God of War. It. God All of right. War. Yeah, 20, 2018. Oh, man. Kratos oh, man. in the canon. I was not expecting I was not expecting this song, but pleasantly surprised. Here we are. Um, PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. Microsoft oh, yeah. Xbox One uh, 2013. We chose Ori in the Blind Forest, Cuphead, and Forza Horizon 4. I feel like this the lot because when we talked about this originally, I think we were just like, man, what the fuck came out for this system? Like and right. we were just like uh, um I man, that's the thing is like both Ori and Cuphead are now on Switch, and I can't speak to Cuphead, but uh, Ori doesn't run as good on the Switch as it does on uh, Xbox. Like, it has some some slight issues, but... Um, I think both I of those know. were reasonable picks for this list, honestly. They were. Yeah, I, I think, think the only think issue they... is that they're kind of covering a little bit of the same ground to an extent. Yeah, um, sure. I guess but first, I just want to say we got we got to make one swap because uh, Forza Horizon Three is the better selling one. Sure, I I mean my understanding is that people love Five. Uh, five is not on the Xbox One. No, I know it's on the the next one. So, yeah. Um, or it might be, but it's like you know the downgraded version. Anyway, uh, I think Three instead of Four uh, here. Sure. And, and then, uh, like, here's the only other thing I'm going to say. Do you know what the best selling game by like almost 6 million games is on the Xbox One? No, I have no fucking clue. It is Player Unknown's Battleground. Really? PUBG? Yeah, PUBG for Xbox One, far and away the best selling. Uh, it was the place you would play PUBG if you were not a PC gamer once, like, streamers started getting that thing going. So I don't know if that beats necessarily Ori or Cuphead. I, if it does, I think it's because, again, those two games are, are covering a little bit of the same ground. I would, if that's the case, I would get rid of Ori and um, put PUBG there and leave Cuphead. Because I feel like Cuphead was, like, really a moment. They, like, announced Cuphead that, has like, a fucking Netflix show now. Yeah, like I yeah, it's still I feel like it's a little more like culturally relevant. Sorry, four million. It, it's it's the best selling game on the console by four million. PUBG. Is. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I would get rid of Ori and put PUBG. You think? I mean, I don't know, but you know, 
I mean, Maybe. Ori in the Blind Forest is a fucking fantastic game, uh, and then the the sequel is also like incredible. Both incredible games, but like yeah, I also feel like Microsoft actually owns Ori outright, which means that like future Ori games are still going to be Microsoft things, but they're not necessarily going to be console exclusives. Yeah. I'm so in the weeds about this at this point, but I'm also kind of thinking about like down the line when we eventually do the sequel to this. Fortnite is going to be the battle royale game that gets into the console canon for PC, oh, uh, easy, easy. not PUBG. So like maybe no. PUBG goes here because it won't double up on the second canon. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. All right, we're doing it. Um. All right. Uh. Next up is the. Nintendo Switch released in 2017. We put Breath, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, and Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons with a notable alternate of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Now, this one's red. Um, there's no way in hell that I do not see this list not having uh, Breath of the Wild on it. Sorry, real quick. Real quick. Can we please go back for a second? And What am I replacing with PUBG? Am I doing Ori or Cuphead? Uh, Ori, Ori. Okay. Yeah, that cup, cuphead. We're gonna keep. Okay. So you were yeah, saying we're uh, not touching Breath of the Wild. Of course we're not touching not. Breath of the Wild. No of way. Of course we're not. You could maybe make a case for super, for replacing Super Mario Odyssey, but I also feel like that was also a huge moment in the Switch's life cycle. It's not as big though. It's I think Brandon. It is not as big as Ultimate. No, it, it's not. It's not. I I feel like so. Animal Crossing. New Horizons is bigger is bigger than Odyssey by far, uh, easily, and and I think it's e it's even bigger by the fact that it dropped during uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic. It got people more people to buy the Switch, and it was like a huge moment. Like Animal Crossing New Horizons, incredibly huge moment for uh, Nintendo. And let me tell you so something I for the rest of our natural lives, Animal Crossing games are going to outsell Zelda games for the rest of our lives because of that moment. It's it's install base. The people who like Animal Crossing absolutely dwarfs. It, it's one of those Mario Kart things. There's so much yeah. overlap between like yep. core gamers, casual gamers, outsiders, like for the rest of Nintendo's life as a, as a game and console manufacturer, Animal Crossing is always going to be one of their biggest IPs because of New Horizons. Yeah, yeah. Um, Odyssey though, Odyssey though, I think is is in trouble here on okay. this list. What would you? I, okay, Ultimate, Ultimate absolutely beats it. It like, guess who's coming to Smash? And uh, the fact that like through the lean times of that of that uh, no new directs thing, like the biggest thing Nintendo had going was guess who's coming to Smash? And like this does seem to be poised to become the biggest Smash Brothers game. I think it's so much bigger of a deal. To the Smash Brothers IP, then Odyssey will ever be to the Mario IP. Unfortunately, I think by this point Odyssey is like the fifth or sixth biggest game on the Nintendo Switch, and all, I'm like I on know, record like, as I, being I'm not somebody sure that far. What would you put? Is, what would you put it uh, under, Trevor? Uh, definitely Smash Bros. Fire Emblem Three Houses. I think like would be the pick if not Smash I don't know Bros. If I see that. I, th I think that game was really big. Like I heard, I it was. Definitely I saw people talk about the game a fire, lot. Fire, it's definitely the biggest Fire Emblem game to happen in a hot, hot minute. Um, I mean, I honestly, what I put it underneath 
Odyssey is like is a real we can't do that situation because what I put it underneath is fucking Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, yeah, which is just the just a huge part of the Switch's story, but hard to do when we just put it on the Wii U. Yeah, I um, that's my vote. You know I gotta I gotta run to the bathroom real quick, guys. But I'm I'm with, I, I I'm with the ultimate as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dylan, you could just riff by yourself while uh, the audience. Here I go to riff while uh, my bros. Super take Smash a Brothers, break the targets music. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I I love this music. I love watching speed runs where they break all the targets. How much fun is that? Uh, yeah, Odyssey. I still think is a fucking great 3D Mario game. I still look at it as probably the best 3D Mario game that you can play in terms of like sheer enjoyment there's a little bit of awkwardness with the whole like there's moons everywhere and some of them are like real 3d mario game missions and some of them are like oh you hit a box and there's a moon in there that's a little funky but uh still a fucking great game i still see it as like the bubbling just under inclusion for the nintendo switch i don't think it touches ultimate i think ultimate is just going to have so much more life to it than honestly ever will um and again there's a version of this list where I would put Deluxe, Mario Kart Deluxe over it. Uh, but yeah, I think the move here is Breath of the Wild, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and Animal Crossing New Horizons. That feels like the three most important Switch games. I'm actually gonna real quick just look at best-selling ones. Um, Sword and Shield is still in the top five. Pokemon Sword and Shield is still in the top five sales for the Switch. The problem is that I know that that Violet and Scarlet are going to beat it. And like, I don't know that Violet and Scarlet have a real path here, to be honest. Cause like, that's part of the Pokemon series is big install base and whatnot, but I don't know. Uh, Super Mario Party, definitely not. Ring Fit Adventure. There's a f like funny contrarian version of the list that might have it on there, but I don't see it. Um, Arceus, who gives a shit? I like that game, but who gives a shit? Splatoon 2, who gives a shit? uh splatoon 3 who gives a shit i mean yeah you know it's 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 a mega console is the problem right the switch has sold so much hardware now that like these are fucking big boy numbers mario kart 8 deluxe 52 million copies sold 52 million copies sold that, that's a like that's a platform exclusive when people talk about grand theft auto 5's numbers and how big boy they are that's something that has been ported to three generations worth of consoles now and pc and pc and yeah you get big numbers from that but you're talking about a game that is just on mario kart 8 deluxe that version of that game that is just on the switch and has sold halfway to 100 million games fucking absolutely wild insanity. absolutely insanity um all right uh, so here's where i've landed i've landed on uh, breath of the wild odyssey and new horizons no sorry that's not true <laughs> I'm going to take that again. Breath of the Wild, Smash Bros. Ultimate, and New Horizons. I think I think Odyssey is it's too vulnerable here. I don't think it will have... I think in five years from I, now, you know what? we would be looking back on this list like we were crazy for keeping Ultimate off uh, and All putting right. Odyssey I, on. I, you know what? I, after, after using the, the restroom and having some water, I will concede to me. Right. As much as I... Personally, I feel like... I do feel like that... All right, I'm back. Super Mario Odyssey... Uh, Hi. Welcome back. Hey. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey, there was a real cultural moment when that game was coming, um, especially, you know, with Jump Up Superstar, all that good stuff. Yeah, um, I think it's a great game. And again, it probably is still my number four, but I, I just yeah. think Ultimate is so much bigger. Yeah. Okay. Ultimate, that's fine. Um, 
However, now, boys. Okay, we now we're not in revisionist territory. Yeah. Now we gotta we gotta write new history. Yeah, this is new uncharted territory. This is um, exciting. Now, I so we have the Microsoft Xbox Series X slash S. I recently just got my uh, Game Pass machine uh, for uh, the, for Christmas, so I'm not a super familiar with Xbox the Series X. Uh, I think all three of us have Series S's, don't we? Yep, I got one. Yeah. I will say, for as badly as this console generation is going for Microsoft right now as a software developer, um, I love my Series S. I think it's a really nice piece of hardware. I still think Game Pass is a great uh, a great service. It's fucking cool that I can... Incredible. So that I can games. play the shit on it. I mean, this is not going well for Microsoft right now. They've had so much delay and internal issues, management problems. It really seems like their whole corporate system is totally fucked on an artistic side. Um, for example, some things that are not out yet for this, like it's possible that all three of the games that ultimately end up in this in this slot on the console canon are not out yet because you still got Starfield undoubtedly is going to be a defining release for this thing. Redfall the new fable stalker 2 forza motorsport there's so much stuff that is just like keeps where is it where is it where is it so but we have to talk about what we do have and i have a short list here cool i'm looking forward to hearing it there's um, one in Halo particular Infinite. there's one current gen game that i'm going to be interested interested to see if it makes either of the uh consoles it's viable for i understand of course yeah 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 uh halo infinite Forza okay. Horizon 5, yeah. Hi-Fi Rush, Psychonauts 2, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and then if you want to throw in one multi-plat, I also put Elden Ring on the list. Elden Ring, man, that's the question, right? I, yeah, it's tough, right? So I'm thinking... Here's the thing. With, with, with Xbox, if we just can't come up with anything, I think Elden Ring should go here. But if we have a pretty sizable list, because I, I think with Microsoft, uh, or with uh, the Series uh, X slash S, I think Forza Horizon 5 needs to go here. I feel like I hear about that game so goddamn much when it it's comes great to the game. system. I feel like this is it's Forza one of the defining. Yeah. Um, so I think that should be a choice. I think uh, Halo but, Infinite 2, for some good reasons and some bad reasons, belongs here too. I think... Mm -hmm. um, it starts I, to tell I the story no of the regarding that game, but I mean, if it's if you feel like it's, I guess like, I think it starts know. to tell the story of what's going on at Microsoft and like how kind of rudderless the Microsoft Studios are. Like, well, just having the multiplayer, like, isn't it done? Like, they're not doing any more stuff for it, or like they're like pussyfooting about it. They're they're be they're telling two stories. Like, they're firing everybody, and then they're like, we're still committed. To bringing experiences to this <laughs> so like yeah it's like the writing's on the wall they haven't officially said there's no more shit coming but like it's not going great um but i do think it's for sure one of the biggest most important moments of this console's life so far and it does again start to tell the story about the system which is something that you know bears inclusion um but i beyond feel totally that, fine slotting that on there you know i think that's a that's a good one considering where we are at this console's life beyond that i do think if if elden ring's getting anywhere on this channel it's probably on this on this canon it's probably getting in here because from there 
I think probably the next most significant thing on the console is just like a show off how powerful it is thing that you can get today would be Flight Simulator. And like, who gives a shit, right? I think yeah. one argument for Elden Ring on Xbox 360 is that it is, you know, obviously one of the biggest current gen games. Series and S, due you to said the availability of uh, PS5 is being hard to find, right? A lot of people probably, way more people probably played it on the Xbox than... Yeah, and I mean, you know, probably mo more people played it on their PS4s. But, sure. you know... Yeah. But me, me, one of them. But that's tough because obviously it's it's something that targets current gen systems, so yeah. that's tough to do, you know. Yeah, I kind of am starting to see that version of the logic of going Horizon Five, um, of going uh, Halo Infinite, of going Elden Ring. I think like maybe we should briefly mention Psychonauts Two. We should perhaps mention Hi-Fi Rush as a thing that just happened and was like the first time people were talking about the Xbox in a minute, but that's also on PC. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, Flight Simulator versus Elden Ring. I mean, obviously, Flight yeah, Simulator Elden is Ring, more of a Microsoft easily. thing, but Elden Ring is just so much bigger. Yeah, yeah. If there was a, if there was like a really strong Xbox exclusive here, like a third one, I would. I feel... think after Starfield comes out, it's a different sure. conversation. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and then finally. We have the Sony PlayStation 5, which was also released in 2020. This, this is, is another, another one, one where, where there's stuff that's not out yet that could really end up on here. I mean, FF16 is super uh, anticipated. The proper Spider-Man 2 is targeting PS5 exclusively. Uh, the next Final Fantasy 7 one, Wolverine, all that stuff's not out yet. So we just have to contend with what we have, obviously. Yeah, which isn't a ton but we we do have some stuff i got a uh, list here i made a short list all right what we got um returnal demon souls god of war ragnarok astro's playroom death loop horizon forbidden west spider-man miles morales and forspoken because it's, people are making memes about it but i think the real serious ones here are demon souls returnal death loop Astro's Playroom and, and God of War Ragnarok. Those are the ones I would look at. Forspoken's really on the list. Isn't that a little too on the nose? That really just happened. <laughs> Wait a second. Forspoken ending uh, up on buddy. the console canon is right uh, behind buddy. You, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can probably lock Demon Souls remake on here, right? I think so. I, mean, I also I'm, feel like I'm, we should probably put god of war on there even if it is somewhat of a black mark on the console's name considering i don't know i see a lot of people saying that i mean just i annoying yeah i mean i've heard mostly good things about it though and i mean i you know, i just don't know if it's the, like is it doing enough to for sure make it on here when when its immediate well, predecessor it is, is on the floor game it's a packing game like it is uh my uh i just bought a ps5 from her for my wife and it was packed in with with that. So, Wait, I mean, Brandon, who'd you buy a PS5 for? My wife. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I I would put Returnal on here before I would put God of War Ragnarok personally, just because I feel like it's it's like one of the only exclusives that people were ever talking about, and it's also oh yeah, like I think really I think Returnal good. should maybe be the first one on the list. Like I remember that's the one I've heard about that's an exclusive, and also nobody has any like bad things to say about it. Or am I yeah, thinking about awesome, Death Loop? 
Yeah, I mean, the only issue is, you know, it's a Bethesda game, which means now it's everywhere. But it was an okay. exclusive on the PS5 for a year. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. God of War Ragnarok, though, might really be getting on here. I mean, I I feel like it could go <sighs> on here now, but then Kratos. later. I mean, I don't know. Fucking I, Kratos. God damn uh, it. Hmm, you need, to, you mean, need to pick a game to put on the list at this point. Maybe you should consider putting God of War Ragnarok on the list. Select from the titles you have available to you mm. to pick a game to put on the list. I mean, you know, at, honestly, you know what I would want to see about, here? What about actually? Astro, Astros? That's Astros exactly Playroom. what I was going to say. If I, I would much rather see Astro's Playroom on here, <coughs> to be honest. I haven't even because, heard of that game. Well, It's, it's a, a pack-in. It's a pack-in. Okay. It's legitimately good. It's like a really, really good, full of detail uh, platformer game where like you're a little robot inside of the PS5 and each of the levels are like based on different elements of the PS5. So like one level is about the cooling system. One level is about the CPU. But like it's like, first of all, gorgeous. It's a real showcase for that controller and all the weird things that it does. But it's also like oddly like beautifully nostalgic it's like a love letter to the history of the playstation and there's so many like super deep cut references in it and it's just like kind of nintendo level the amount of detail that's in that game i think it's awesome i love it um there are technically more ps5s out there on it with it on it than there are with god of War ragnarok does that mean anything to y'all i mean that is true i you know what i was also thinking about um, apparently that that Ratchet and Clank game that came out on the PS5 is is pretty good. I hear it's good. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I hear, apparently the thing that's really, like really impressive about it is that it makes really good use of like the solid state hard drive in a way where like you're constantly like switching into completely different locations without any load times or whatever. Like you jump through a portal and you're in a completely different place mm -hmm. and like you know the game doesn't hitch. Like I hear yeah, technically it's really impressive. Yeah. Um I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I'm gonna I put Kratos Horizon's on here twice. Fine. Does I Kratos hear... get into the console canon twice? I don't know. I mean, he could. I don't know. Like, he could. Astro's Playroom is so much better. <laughs> yeah, but is do people give a fuck about Astro's Playroom as much as they give a fuck about Kratos? I don't no, know, man. They don't. Oh. They don't. Astro is not as big of a deal as Kratos, and he does not fuck wenches off screen. I, uh, I think I try think, googling the Metacritic score for each game in order to decide which game more belongs <laughs> in the console. Game. Are you my God of War Ragnarok companion telling me how to beat this puzzle? I'm your little buddy. Uh, try jumping across. So I am going to do Kratos. that. Thank you for that God for that War tip. Ragnarok I'm going to do it right now. Is, uh, 94. Astro's playroom is an 83. Ooh. Well. Yeah, that's rough. Don't so, bet against Kratos. Pretty, pretty stark difference. Uh, yeah. Just, just, just put Ragnarok. I mean, oh, the, the it. other I'll games are coming. You know what? You know what? You could just put Last of Us Part One again. <laughs> <laughs> the Last of Us Part One remake. Can't wait yeah. for the next one, right? Yeah. The PS6. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh yeah okay I'll put Ragnarok on here just so you know probably Final Fantasy 16 is going to beat that thing but uh, right now the PlayStation sure. 5 is Demon Souls remake Returnal and God of War Ragnarok. Wow and that's it right? 
yeah, that's it. We've 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 done it. Uh, this turned into yet another monster episode, guys. But I do think we it kind of earned its place. I feel like we had we had some real shit went on today. Yeah, no, definitely a really uh, uh, solid episode. Um, you know what? Some good some good conversation was had. I, I feel like uh, I had but, a great time. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that we get to kind of hash some. Stuff so what happens is this coming out in two parts? Or are you gonna fucking give no, it to this them is, both this barrels? Is, this, I'm gonna give it to you all in one go, baby. This is yeah. gonna be a one one big old sandwich that you can just gorge on uh, for several hours. Uh, but Trevor, Dylan, thank you both for coming again on the show. Oh, thank uh, you, people. Uh, can if they want to find you or find the work that y'all do, uh, where where can they find you? On TikTok or Twitter at wordlefriends at gmail dot no. um, If you want to send us an email, you can reach us at wordlefriends at gmail dot com. You can find the show on TikTok or Twitter by searching wordlefriends. And if you right. want to check us out on YouTube, we're also there on there as wordlefriends. And you should <laughs> subscribe to the channel, uh, which is not going to see any more uploads after. Uh, the next two weeks, you should click the bell to get notifications that we won't mm. be sending you after the show is done. True, and you should True. leave us some comments because uh, they would be great little monuments in time on a dead YouTube channel. That's true. Wordle with friends on YouTube. Check it out. Trevor and I yeah. are there for a little while longer. Yeah, fantastic show. Um, I love it, and you should check it out before it's gone forever. Uh, but yeah, otherwise I've been Brandon Hoff. Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at BRN Hoff. Um, all my links are there. Uh, I've been doing Twitch streams on Zelda about to start Majora's Mask. Uh, excited for that one. So, but, uh, yeah, for, uh, Dylan and Trevor, uh, I've been Brandon Hoff. This has been new Nintendo podcast XL. And as always, we don't have one more thing for you. Oh. Um.